Show me your boobs. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. What does it mean to be the wolf? DeLorean. Lorian. 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 Lauren Rose. Well, I, I think know. it's Lorene. I think it's Lorene. Oh, Lorian. 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 Yes. Lorian. 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 Oh, yeah. It's Lorian. Lorian. Like, How you doing, Lorian? Good. It's like DeLorean without the duh. Without the duh. Of course. And duh, it's another Tuesday. Token Tuesday. You're in the bowl. It's July 20th, 2021. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame Dolorian. Of course, of course, of course. Of course, of course. Wow, what a another week it is going to be. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's been a week. I feel like just this morning I was sitting down here doing the last one. Yeah, yeah. It really does feel that way. It's crazy. I love being in the bowl, though. Being in the bowl. It's the place to be. Hey, what's better than being in the bowl? I did, like, minimal cleaning down here in the bowl. I noticed. You can almost tell. I can tell. I have an eye for these things. Yeah. I know where most of the junk is, and then I'm like, oh, their junk isn't there. Like, the pokey paperclip has moved. Yeah. And there's a pile of papers instead of, like, scattered papers. Oh, I filled a trash can up all the way to, ha- to where I had to take a bag out. Oh, my Put a goodness. new bag in it. Can you believe it? Hey, in the, bowl, in the bowl to everybody uh, hanging out, listening live. On the bowl stream, listening live on the No Agenda stream. Thank you for listening in. Uh, if you want to join us at any time, bowlafterbowl.com. Click on Listen Live. That'll get you there. And uh, we love to have you in the IRC chat. That is where all the trash talking goes down and the smash talking and uh, all the rest of the talking that you do with your fingers. All that happens in the bowl. Uh, we love having you guys listening along. Did I mention this is 94? It's episode 94. Wow, 94. Yeah, 94. Getting up there. I forgot to mention that the wolf cub, little baby John, is also in the bowl with us There tonight. is a little wolf uh, yet again. He's you'll... down there. He's down there just taking it all in. Yeah, you'll hear him every once in a while. On the baby cushion. Going, tooting, being a baby. Chiming in. Just like that. Chiming in. Thank you, Booberry, for smashing that like button. <laughs> you gotta smash that like button. Missouri smash that like button. That's right. Oh man. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I saw a story that um crossed the magic number with crypto this week. Oh no doubt? Oh no doubt. It was the biggest crypto seizure in England and the largest in the world. Hmm. 33, no, not 33, 333 million Australian dollar bucks taken. Dollary dues. Yeah, in a crypto raid discovered as part of a money laundering scheme. So they took Australian dollary dues via (laughs) crypto in England? Is that what you're trying to tell me? The Australians are the one who broke the story. So they, yeah. Oh, I see. They converted it to their fiat. I see. Million pounds, yeah. 
they converted it to the Australian dollar bucks. What coin was it, though? What coin did they take? You know, they didn't mention in this article. Oh, just it's a, just a cryptocurrency. Un- unspecified crypto. And then, well, in the picture, they have a stock photo of a, a Bitcoin coin. <laughs> mm. But it never says Bitcoin. Or yes. shitcoin or any specific cryptocurrency. I love it. I love the the fine details that we always get. The state we, of journalism. When we talk about digital money, you always get accurate, thorough breakdowns of what's going on. So Because nobody knows what the fuck's going on. So there you go. There you go. There you have it. Secret's out. Yeah. Secret is out. Secret's in the bowl. Speaking of secrets, you want to thank some uh, producers? Yeah. I'd like to always kick it off by thanking some people for chipping in. Uh, but this is one of those weeks where everybody's a mystery. Everyone's anonymous. Oh. It's all sass, baby. That's cool. what I need. I need, to, <laughs> I need to somehow edit this Dvorak clip to say all sats, baby. All cash, baby. Oh, yeah. All sats, baby. Oh, man. It sounds like maybe you need to make a donation to no agenda. Screaming, screaming. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I like money. Um, Gotta hit that boost button. That's right. Well, I guess it's good uh, to remind everybody the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. So we're a value for value podcast. And by now, everybody knows what that is. It means we give the value up front. You can listen to the cast. You can stream it. You can download it. You can listen to it again. You can chop it up, make clips out of it, put it on your own stuff. You can make songs that make me sound dumb. You can chop it up out of context. All that good stuff. But all we ask is if it gives you some sort of value, return it. Return it in some form, time, talent, and treasure. As you've heard growing up in church, maybe. Or you've heard from Mr. Curry, maybe. Time, talent, and treasure is how you can give back to the show. And, uh... The treasure we we always love. Yeah, I like money though. You can do that via PayPal. Uh, there's a link at the bottom of every page on the website as it currently stands. Um, what's it? Almost a year of us promising a new website. That'll happen someday. That's all you, man. That's all you. I've made no promises. <laughs> Send your dick pics. <laughs> um, yeah, you can do that too. You can also call the voicemail line. So every week we have a new first time I ever topic where we just talk about the first time I ever did a thing. This week, it's the first time I ever went to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And clever listeners with great uh, short-term memory, as we know the bowlers all have, uh, will remember that there's bonus points for Golden Corral. But all you have to do to chime in on that is pick up your phone and... Uh, Call 816 That's right. You can always text in too if you are voice shy. 816-607-3663 will get you there via voicemail or text or picture mail, MMS, SMS. Take it all, man. Take it all. We're versatile. Another way that's kind of new that you can send us a massage or a message is through a thing called a payment message, which is another um, value-for-value Satoshi streaming uh, potential possibility. Now, I myself tried to test this today in the old CurioCaster. You can go to CurioCaster.com. 
and pull up the CurioCaster web app, which is all fancy, and you can load your little wallet in there with Satoshis and stream to any of your favorite podcasts that are value-enabled. Um, when you go to Boost, if you click on the Now Playing tab, there's a little Boost button with your default Boost. You can hold that for message boost, it says under there. Oh. So you hold that down and this dialogue pops up. You can choose a boost amount. A thousand cents or more gives you the, the option to attach a message to that boost. So we'll read it on the show. Just like a donation, just like a PayPal donation. Now, the caveat to that, and I'm trying to figure it out, is I tried it today and I did not get a message sent anywhere. I didn't get an email it did not, for whatever reason, it didn't come through to me. So, I'm looking into it, and I'm troubleshooting, and uh, got some messages sent to some peoples, uh, wondering what I did to maybe not make this work. But, between now and the next show, perhaps, it will be working again. Hopefully. Hopefully that's true. And uh, you can send us funny messages, or donor messages, or anything like that. And boom, we have just equalized the playing field between PayPal and the sat streaming, um, what do you call it? Infrastructure, I guess. Very the method, cool. the sat method. So it's great. I want to see more apps support that uh, ability to put the uh, message in the boost. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Sphinx, you can pretty much do that. You can boost and then you can type a little message in the tribe. And of course, uh, we love our Sphinx boosters and we'll read... Any kind of silly chats you put in there. The Sphinx, though, uh, I've been getting reports, and I myself have also experienced some uh, issues seeing some messages. Maybe they don't all load. Maybe it works on mobile and then not on desktop or vice versa. Um, so all I can say is that I'm sticking with it in there. They're working on the native Android app. They're doing a total rewrite of the native of the Sphinx app in native Android. So uh, all I can say is, you know, join on and hang in there, and uh, we got it rocking in there. They really got the Sphinx tribe rocking. And uh, also we ask, you know, if you're enjoying the bowl, pass the bowl. Pass it to a friend. If there's a friend that you uh, typically pass bowls with, why not pass them this one? Pass them this one and see if they like it. Um, that's, our, that's our latest message. Pass the bowl, man. Stop mooching. Go back to college and eat your instant ramen. You can't mooch that bowl. You gotta pass it. Pass along. Uh, you might be surprised at who enjoys it. And what's the worst that can happen? They just think it's dumb and don't listen to it. That's fine. At least you tried. At least you passed it. At least you didn't bogart the bowl, man. That's all. That's all. That's all. Got some uh, news is happening. Oh, yeah? In the uh, the whole world of, <laughs> of podcasting. I uh, I got my butt on another one. Now, thanks to Mr. Abel Kirby. Hey, thanks, Abel Kirby. He had the, frankly, the brilliant idea of turning our little project, our music project that we've been working on, we've talked about it a few times on the show, turning it into a podcast of its own. Ooh. So that podcast is called Abelcraft, A-B-L-E-K-R-A-F-T, all one word. And guess what? What? It is. Streaming value for value. It is streaming value for value. It is value enabled right now. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Abel has managed to make that podcast value enabled before Rare Encounter was value enabled. It's working. 
And um, it's beautiful because basically his idea was to start the podcast because he told me, you know, it seems like I keep all of my podcasting commitments where I don't necessarily keep all of the things that I want to do committed to, but for some reason when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to podcasting, I make it a priority or it draws me in somehow. So um, I said, yeah, that sounds fantastic because, you know, I mean, I myself have certain uh, struggles with motivation from uh, time to time. And so I figured, you know, why not go for it? Do yeah, it. that's a great idea. Do the podcast, turn it into a, you know, so it's kind of a, it's a quicker one, it's a shorter one than, uh, let's say, the bowl or let's say um, the hogaroos or oh, well, you know. the schemes of the abs. We all like to do a couple hours, you know, right around there. This one is uh, well under an hour. We aimed for 20 minutes and got 45 on the first one, so, you know, um that ability to jaw on kicks in, as as I, you're, I'm sure you're aware. But we just want to kind of have it on the uh, out in the open as to how the album's progressing and coming together. Maybe get some input from listeners. Maybe get uh, just get it out there. Build a little bit of hype as we're recording stuff. And um, personally, for me, it really increases communication because. You know, for instance, you can hear on this first episode, I discovered the actual folder that Abel Kirby is putting the music in that I need to drum to. So oh. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking without the podcast, I still wouldn't have known. I would have still been in the darkest of where where my stuff is supposed to be. What are you even doing? I mean, he had a demos folder, right, for for demos and for the pre, you know, kind of the planning stages, preliminary, getting stuff down. Uh, and then he moved on to a recording folder with more full-length songs and more polished recording that just needs drums on it. And so, boom, it was sitting there in the recording folder. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's like, he's like, dude, what's all this 30, 45-second drum tracks you're giving me? And I'm like, uh, I just I just drummed everything I had. To your very short songs. Kabam. It's in the it's in the other folder. So oh. you know, you can learn things by listening to a podcast. You can learn things by making a podcast. I'm learning stuff all the time, just left and right. But if you're into the uh whole value for value pioneering and uh what uh the sat streaming can be, we're basically trying to make an album that is released on <laughs> he's indignant i do not sound like that you're right i can't do a very good able kirby but i can but come you, close you tried. i tried you tried i came close dog <laughs> yo i came close i tried to make it subtle man he is a I'm sloppy sorry, the eater is loud bro and sloppy right now bro safina <sighs> anyway yeah Ablecraft, we invite you to check it out and uh got a little shout out on podcasting 2.0 not the oh yeah that's awesome if you can uh if you can dig it if you can dig it i mean adam's been teasing the project for oh, a while oh he's so a few excited episodes. about it <laughs> <laughs> he's so excited about it i totally understand adam's like ants in the pants about literally everything uh still setting up the curio caster I, or excuse me, CurioCaster, Jesus. The Castapod. Remember, we were looking for a new host. Yes. And Castapod is going to allow us to self-host, 
Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, so I got the port issue solved where it was giving me, oh, these ports aren't open, these ports aren't open. Well, really, the ports weren't reachable in IPv6 because nothing was reachable in IPv6 because IPv6 wasn't working. So I just disabled IPv6 in Debian and ba-bam, now the ports show all open because IPv4 oh, works yeah. just fine. But when you go to import a feed into Castapod, it gives you this whoops error. Oh. Whoops, you must tag in later. We do not know how to import. And um, I felt super dumb still until I learned that Dave Jones is getting the exact same error with oh. Castapod when there's, because they're trying to get on Castapod too on Podcasting 2.0. So then I felt a bit less dumb. And still I don't know. Sucks, though. It's still a bummer. <laughs> I don't want to have to just put in every single show one at a time. And it's also not. Uh, well, you're talking about trying to get onto the. It's not like it's a <laughs> pod bean specific problem, is what I was trying to say. Um, because, you know, Mr. Jones is not on Podbean. So I don't know what it could be. I don't know what it could be. Benjamin Bellamy, he said, maybe it's because you don't have a description in one episode it's like episode 14 or whatever so i went back and i put a description in that still doesn't work the error is right away it's like a media mente right when you try to click import it goes to the whoops screen so it's almost like it doesn't even try to parse the feed it doesn't try to load anything it just immediately goes world is broke hmm. so it's a little bit too bad a little bit so sad but at least we made a the step in the right direction that's right we took a step in the right direction i guess by uh getting that IPv6 turned off. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. It's the price, it's the price you pay for being on the bleeding edge of tech. You're going to have some headaches. You're going to have, and that's what, you know, Mr. Curry, he's like, all right, I had the idea, you know, as a visionary guy where you can see where it needs to be, you're just like, well, why, just make it happen. Why isn't it done already? Why hasn't it happened? It should be all over. It should be done. I told you what I want. Now, where is it? But, oh, God. Yeah, just like the new Bull After Bull website. There's no such thing as a one-click <laughs> install. I will say it. There's no such thing as a one-click install. The, 70, the 72 clicks you got to click just to get to a one-click install is enough to disprove any notion of a one-click install. But, uh, hey, it's kind of like setting it and forgetting it. You can try, but it's never gonna. it's never going to happen. Never gonna happen. Never. Never gonna happen. Just like this show tonight. Bro, it's we're too tight for this market in some ways, but too loose in a lot of other ways. Uh, I finally had success for the first time rebalancing a channel oh. on my node. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the very first time because, of course, I can do the easy mode balancing of the channel that exists between my two nodes. And that is super easy to balance in that all you got to do is when one side is getting low, you just send from the other node into it however many sats you need to balance that channel. If you have a, two nodes that you control and the channel between them and you want to balance that channel, couldn't be easier. But there's all these different tools baked in and built in, different programs that let you supposedly balance. There's things like loop. There's things like... Uh, just the rebalance um, option in Thunderhub, for example. All of those always fail sauce out on me. 
I finally was able to use Balance of Satoshi's, which is a uh, command line application, to get uh, half a million sats balanced on this big channel. It, it's really unbalanced by 1.5 million. So now it's like uh, 1 million lopsided, roughly, right around, give or take. But did it for 400 sat fee, which is pretty cheap for rebalancing. And uh, it finally worked, and it finally didn't fail on me. So that's like my first big rebalance success. Woo, 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 on a circular rebalance. So basically you're sending a payment to yourself, and you want it to go out from a channel that you have a lot of inbound or a lot of local liquidity on, and then you get it in from a channel that you have a lot of um, out, out liquidity on, you know, just so it balance. Sure. Makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Got to match it one into the other. Yes. Balance of Satoshis. Can't, uh, you can't beat it. Uh, it's a little bit of a learning curve just because it's a little... It's CLI, you know, and I know a lot of guys prefer CLI um, because you can get more specific with it and you can just type in the exact parameters you want, the exact arguments you want in the command. But uh, for me as a visual guy, it's a little tougher and there's a little more of a learning curve. But I poked around with it and uh, got it going. Cool, cool. What's CLI? Command line interface. Oh, okay. That's when you're typing the commands into the into the terminal. Gotcha. Yeah, you know. You know what it yeah, is. Yeah, the thing I do every day. Yeah. it's uh, It sounds a lot scarier than it actually is. Uh, if cold acid had his way, everything would be CLI. Is that a baby? First time listener here. We're freaking out the newbies. I know. John. John. Gee whiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's John's eight week, eighth week in the bowl, and he's just getting louder every week. Yes, building up to the six-month freedom from the bowl, in which he'll be able to start eating mush foods Yeah, and not rely on me. That's the little baby wolf cub. And, uh, but yeah, he is getting louder week after week. It's just getting, it's getting, uh, getting me too much, if you ask this wolf. Um, but we persevere on. The show must go on, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Uh, some updates in Lightning Gaming, because I know everybody loves Lightning Gaming. This Sunday is the next Mint Gox. Ooh. You recall we went the whole June without an official Mint Gox. Uh, Mint Gox is like a Lightning Gaming tournament that is typically held the last Sunday of every month. You can go to Mint Gox, that's M-I-N-T-G-O-X dot com to see the details. What is going to be this Sunday? And uh, that's the 25th of July. 10 million sats going to be given away between all the games. And if you do nothing else, if you do nothing else, show up for the sat stacker game. It's like this little drop the coin and the coin gets pushed off the edge game. You know, it's a classic. Uh, every meth head and every truck stop in America knows about it. It's the... Uh, it's the game you want because that one just pushes Satoshi's out. You scan them on your QR, ba bing, ba bam, it's in your wallet, and then you can pay directly for more sats. And basically, you just play until you hit the cash out limit. It's like nice twenty thousand or something, fifteen thousand. I can't remember. Ooh. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a significant amount. It's a significant chunk of sats for not too much time invested. That's right. Just I push think a button. I think I want to say it's a million and a half sats they're going to give away uh just out of that game alone. 
there are a couple other games associated with that tournament. Uh, one is Bitcoin Bounce. One is Turbo 84. Those both are by Thunder Games. Oh, Sarutobi. And then Sarutobi by uh, Mandelduck Studios. That's a little swinging monkey in the jungle game. And uh, you collect little Bitcoins in the air. It's usually like 10 sats or 15 sats at a time that you're getting. Uh, and during the events, it's usually bumped up to 100 and 200 sats at a time. And the, I don't know what the limit is. There's a limiter on that too, but it's pretty it's pretty high. So you, altogether between these games, as the tournament's going on, you can stack a lot more than usual. Uh, with the Turbo 84, that's a car driving game. You're dodging co uh, cones on the road and picking up tickets. Bitcoin Bounce is the same company, but you're just kind of bouncing along and both of those, you collect virtual tickets, and then the tickets enter you into a drawing for sats. The drawing is usually once every 24 hours, but during these kinds of tournaments, they bump it up to once every hour, and the prizes go up too. So uh, half a million sats in each of those games are being given away, and a million sats in Saru Toby Swing is going to be given away as well. And then, yeah, like I said, in Sat Stacker, a million and a half Satoshis, they're giving away a bunch of Satoshis, and full disclosure, I don't have any f sponsorship with them or any whatever, I just say it because I like to stack stats, and my listeners like to stack some stats, and I'm going to be doing it myself, so I figured I would put the word out. Yeah, then you can stream stats to all the podcasts you like That's right. You on your new favorite podcast player. You grab 20, 30 sats on a Sunday, 20, 30,000 sats, I should say, on a Sunday, and then... Boom, you're loaded up. You can send them to your Breeze wallet and then listen to, po listen to Boost Podcasts and Breeze from it. It's uh, easy to get in. It's the perfect time because, you know, usually with these games, it's just a tiny little trickle. But when they do a Mangox tournament, uh, the prizes increase significantly. And so it's more sats for your time, basically. The big games, uh, Bitcoin Rally is one of them. It's like a Mario Kart style game. They're giving away 2.5 million sats in that. And then Counter-Strike, if you play CSGO, they're giving away 4 million sats in that. They have a cool little app that basically plugs into Counter-Strike. And uh, you play for sats. Your life is based on sats, basically. So when you shoot somebody else, they drop a coin. You can pick it up for sats. You get sats in your wallet. Uh, four kills as well. So you don't necessarily have to pick up the dropped sats. It's just bonuses. And then once you hit zero, you're kicked out. You're, like, out of the server. So that's kind of a fun way to play, too. It like, monetizes the game. I'm just, I'm so trash at, at uh, Counter-Strike. Don't have the hours in, but it's still fun. Still fun because a lot of those games are sponsored, so you can get in there and, like, they'll give you 400 sats to play with, and then you can go in and try to stack more. Fun stuff. Uh, other Lightning Gaming news, I think, as far as I know, Bitcoin Bounty Hunt is dead. Mm. I don't know if it's permanently dead or temporarily dead, but uh, the sponsor pool has been empty for quite a while. And um, all I see in the Discord is just Lasad face and uh, where is game and all that kind of stuff. So, Aww. bummer. But Elixir Games, they have a little launcher app, just kind of like... Uh, Oh, of course. They have a little launcher, uh, Elixir gaming platform, kind of like itch.io or uh, any of the other kind of stuff like that. Steam, I guess, would be the the biggest one. But they're all about lightning games, so 
I think I've talked on a previous show about Light Night, which is in uh, the early stages, uh, alpha if not beta testing. And then I pre-ordered one called Satvival, which is supposed to be just like a Rust clone. You're just It's like a little survival game. You can build a shelter, find food, kill everybody else, band together with everybody else, do whatever. It's kind of an open world roamer um, where you're just trying to survive and, I don't know, do stuff and get sats. I've watched a few uh, Rust playthroughs. I haven't actually played it myself, but I've heard wonderful things about it. So they're trying to make a lightning version of it. That is supposed to launch on the 27th of July. So one week from tonight. And uh, we'll see about that because the original launch date was the 20th last Tuesday and uh, the day came and went and they needed more time. So oh, pushing it back. They are. They're pushing it back a little bit. We'll see. We'll see if it uh, launches on the 25th or excuse me, the 27th is the new promised arrival date for that. And then the only other lightning game I've been playing is this roller coin thing. Um, and I don't know. That's a grindy one, man. The cool thing about it is they're just little mini games, so they only take like a minute or less at a time. So they're a good little time waster if you're just idling. Um, but basically, it's like a um, it's like a crypto mining simulator where every time you beat a game, it verifies that you beat a game, and then it adds to your power, so called. And then the more power you have, the more coin that you're mining all the time. And uh, you can mine, you can. You can designate how much percentage of your power is going to whatever coin. So you can mine Bitcoin, Ethereum. Their specific shitcoin is called Rollercoin, obviously. That's the name of the, the thing. And I think there's one other one. Oh, Doge, I'm pretty sure. So you can mine any of those ones. And then the Rollercoin you can spend in their little virtual shop to buy miners, which also give you power, which, you know, can kind of snowball in your power accumulation so that you're mining more and more and more. So I don't know, I'm up to like 4,000 sats, and I think the minimum for withdrawal is 10,000 on that, so. But if you don't play within 24 hours and you've leveled up your machine on there, it'll go back to the first level. It's true, yeah. So there's, there's like a, you get a different PC, and you can level it up each time with uh, X amount of wins. You go to a next level, next level. As long as you win one game within a 24-hour period, you don't lose whatever level of computer you're at. But if you go 24 hours without playing, you go back to level one of the computer. I don't know. It's all it's all thing, you know. You got to gamify a bunch of different things. They got to keep you playing. But uh, I don't know. It's fun enough. It's goofy enough. It t- I I would say stacking sets on that takes a while, especially with the withdrawal floor, the withdrawal minimum being 10k. You got to grind for a while been on it like three weeks i think something like that so that's not a quick one if you're looking to stack quick sats i would recommend once a month just doing mint gox man yeah they're dumping sats left and right which is fun it's hype it's cool and if you miss it then there's always next month too that's all i got though that's all i got on lightning gaming cool that's all i got on lightning gaming uh i did have another way though, that you can provide value, potentially, to bowl after bowl, for free, for very minimal effort. All you gotta do is vote for us in the podcast awards that we're surely not going to win, but, you know, I think that the thought is what counts. All you gotta do is go to podcastawards.com, 
it's like a People's Choice Award, you know? And so you can nominate us for the People's, the Adam Curry People's Choice Award. Thank you very much. Uh, Beautiful. And you can also nominate us in the category of Society Culture, which is the closest thing I could ever figure out to a category to put this show in. <laughs> society and culture is what I call it, because, uh, you know. I am so glad, by the way, that people seem to enjoy the baby cooing because it gets on my nerves. I know. Sitting here focusing on the sound oh, levels my goodness. in the podcast. I know. There's already, like, glug, 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 there's already glug. enough to think mm. about. And then I just kind of like have to mute you every once in a while because I know you're not going to be talking for a while. Sir Sarah Limbole is excited because he's got a little baby on the way. Two months left to go. And then he'll be on Team Daddy Man. Team Daddy Man. Team Daddy Man. It's a great team to be on. So I'm excited for you, man. It'll be great. But yes, podcastawards.com. Don't extract, don't distract me with babies and baby sounds and saying it's cute. It's not that cute. It gets a little bit played out. It's fucking embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) You need the board. I just need to give you the board. It's crazy, man. I just do the board with my mouth. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, Yeah. Yes, that you'd vote. Also, vote for our friends Fun Fact Friday, uh, who are competing in the kids and family category. Fun Fact Fri- Friday with Leela and David. Meet us. Meet us. Meet us. Yes. The pronunciation. I know it's meet us. I'm the one that tells Mr. Curry that it's meet us every time he says Meduse. Yeah. You're always in the troll r- uh, room slamming your little... It's mead. Process. I know. I get all fucking triggered and meltdown about it. It's mead. It's mead. Mud and mead plus us like you and me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Vote for them too, because uh, his toot was actually what tipped me off to the whole thing. So you can also vote for them in the People's <laughs> Choice, the Adam Curry People's Choice Award. Good lord, are you drowning him over there? <laughs> Easy on the easy on the milk. Okay? He's just, just drunk on milk. Yes, you can also vote for them in the People's Choice. Oh, uh, Adam Curry People's Choice category, but good old bowl after bowl is in that one. So you can't vote for both of us in that one. You know, you're just gonna have to pick one. Um, a new bowls with buds will be coming out this Friday. Woo! Lorian is learning in real time. That Mr. Fletcher's going to be joining us this Friday. Yay! Fletchy! In so, the bowl! Yeah, he'll be in the bowl again. Spark one up. You'll recall that the last one we had uh, was Miss Carolyn Blaney, also of Hog Story fame. And oh, so they were our first buds that we had on Bowls with Buds when we kind of made it a thing. And uh, I thought, you know, we thought, I should say. That it was appropriate to get them on their own. Get them, you and I with just uh, Carolyn, you and I with just Fletcher. So that's coming up. That'll be anticipated and exciting. And we're jumping up and down for our buds. You can find all of those interviews at bullswithbuds.com. If you're ever curious and want to just listen to the interviews, not the regular Tuesday show format, uh, can be found over there. There's also, speaking of Fletchy, a new misinformation out. All right. With Sir Seat Sitter and Boobery, and Fletcher joined them on that one. And it is in my queue. I have not had time to listen to it, but it is in my queue. It's the next one I'm going to listen to. I just got caught up in the last podcasting 2.0. I have been 
running around like a crazy man. So I'm still getting in the podcasts when I am able. Especially if I go on long drives, you know. I'm driving here and there. But yeah, I've been working some real estate, working some other job interviews, prospects, working getting a venue for the next KC meetup, which I got. Oh yeah, venue selected. Venue selected. Venue selected. I guess my uh, dinghy bell got unplugged. So I'll have to plug that back in, but luckily I have the backup. Yes, it will be at Hodge Park, which is just uh, west of Liberty, technically Kansas City, although it's far north of the river. Hmm. Um, It's so weird how Kansas City fingers out in all these different directions. Kansas City does finger. (laughs) Yeah, there's three counties that it covers, and yeah, it goes all the way past the airport, so it has to zoom really really far north, but... uh, yeah, Hodge Park in Kansas City. I can even pull the address up if you so desire. And that will be on what, July 31st? July 31st, we are meeting at 3.33. And we are going to eat smoked pork. And we're going to welcome back our Duke, who's back from Saudi Arabia. He was trapped there because of the coof for ages. And I guess in Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, your boy had a hard time finding some pulled pork, if, as you can imagine. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, 7000 Northeast Berry Road. That's where you can find us. I reserved a shelter. So we're going to have our own picnic shelter. We have three pork butts I'm smoking up. It's BYOB. So be those bees. And uh, we're going to just have a grand old time. We're going to all hang out. Should be good. Should be good. I heard a rumor that C Mike is bringing all twenty-four of his children. Yeah, I was gonna say BYOB, bring your own babies. <laughs> all our kids will be there. All C Mike's kids will be there. Um, the Duke, David Fugazoto, will be there. So it'll be a really good time. It'll be a good one. You won't want to miss it. I am also, I think, all the way done procrastinating the the Casey meetup promo. I'm gonna just do one. I had these grand plans to do a Thursday one. For the 15th and then a Sunday one on the 25th. You know, I'm just going to probably do a 22nd. I'm just going to do one for this Thursday. uh, Because then I wrestled with it. Well, should I do Thursday or should I do Sunday when more people listen to the show? But then if you do it Thursday, the people who are two shows behind will still have a chance to hear it before maybe the event. So I don't know. I've been torn up about it, but I've decided, you know what? I'm just going to do it for Thursday. Got enough to worry about. I'm just going to put it in for Thursday. Run it and we'll see you. We'll see everybody there. See everybody there. If you don't know, then you ain't paying attention anyway. It's all at noagendameetups.com. That's right. It's all there. So, yes. Cool. I think that was... It's going to be a good meetup. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Yeah. Anytime we do a family-friendly meetup, man, we get way more people coming. Yeah. The St. Joe was real fun, though. I only went to the first one, but... St. Joe was a good time both times. Yeah. Different crowds both times. I don't think anybody... I think I was the only one that went to both of them. So... That's cool. Yeah, it was interesting. See these peeps and then see those peeps. But uh, new peeps again on this on this next one. New peeps. Woo. We have reservations coming in already? Uh, no, RSVPs? no RSVPs yet. Just a word of mouth RSVPs? I believe so, yeah. Cool. That's right. Cool, 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 cool. Just the people who text me, I guess... <laughs> That's all right. I haven't put the word out heavy yet. You know? Yeah, I know. 
I just got once the, you get that promo recorded. Finally, I just got the shelter sir, reserved. It was hard enough just picking a park. There's so many parks around the city, you know. Yeah. And I wanted to do something north of the river because those guys are north of the river. Want to move it around a little bit, but there you go. Ba bam. Ba bam. Into the slammer. Yeah. For an Illinois superintendent. Oh. He got 33 months in prison for embezzling $343,000 from two different school districts. Whoa, Can you that's imagine? a lot of money. All I pictured was like my high school superintendent when I was reading this. I, don't know, I was just like, oh my gosh. I just can't imagine like just sucking those funds out right from under you. Yeah, I like money though. Think of all the pencils denied to these kids <laughs> or whatever they were planning to buy with $343,000. Now it's a so, lot of pencils. Yeah, he's been ordered to repay it, and uh, he's going to be on supervised release when his 33 months are done. And yeah, I guess he uh, managed to steal the money by creating a fake company and then writing invoices to the school, which were then paid. <laughs> and then, of course, he moved the funds out of the fake company bank account into his real bank account. Jeez. Ay, ay, ay. Eight years. This went on for eight years. Man. Was it worth it? Probably not. In the end, I guess not. Got to pay it all back. Yeah. just That's the thing, man. You spend it all, but then you have to pay it back. <laughs> yeah, don't spend money that's not yours. Because you're going to have to pay the person back who you took it from, probably. You're not mm. that good. You're not that good. You can't run forever. You can't run from your problems. You can't run from Jesus. That's true. Some scientists uh, found genetic codes for 33 viruses in glacier ice oh. from China. That sounds chill. Yeah. They are allegedly 15,000 years old. China? Is it the home of all fucking viruses now? What? You gotta be you gotta be from China or you're not a real virus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe we we'll got like a monopoly now on the viruses. Catch the trend, yeah. Lays Every up. virus is a China virus. <laughs> It's not racist, it's fact. So what's that all about? But the scientists are hoping uh, studying these will help them learn how viruses evolve over the centuries. And four have already been identified. Um, I believe they exist to this day. But 28 of them are new, never before seen. Oh. And I guess half of the uh, viruses only survived because they were frozen. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. And people are worried about global warming. It's like, think of all the viruses we're going to get rid of if all the ice is melted. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. Only two other studies have ever looked at viruses in ancient glacier ice, in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh -huh. So this is lucky number three. That was a big thing. Then Sir Omaha sent me a story about a band teacher uh, over in Nebraska. Uh, she was a teacher for 33 years before being arrested yesterday on felony child abuse charges. Rut row. Rut row. Uh, not very specific on what happened. Just that last June when the investigation started, all of the band staff members were suspended, which sucks. It's always banned, isn't it? Mm. What's up with that? I don't know. That is kind of strange. Those banned people, they think they can get away with anything. <laughs> Yeah, it says uh, she, quote, initiated and nurtured an inappropriate relationship with a former student over a three-year period consisting of predatory grooming behaviors, which eventually led to sexual contact. Ah. Grooming. 
Yeah, nobody inappropriately cuddled up to me in high school. Oh, that's for sure. Yuck. I wouldn't have wanted any of my teachers to even try. And most of my classmates, too. Mm-mm. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, nobody nurtured an inappropriate relationship here. No, no. Ronry, Ronry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the coof continues. Ah, yeah. Um, of course. Despite it being, I mean, come on, you walk around, no one's wearing masks. Oh, I, man. I, we live in Missouri, okay? Curry's so. right, though, man. Curry's right. They're going to bring it ramping up all over again. They're chomping at the bit to do it. It's the round two of the Koofy Boogaloo. Well, it was a little slow in the magic number news this week uh, because there were only three, uh, 33, not three, 33 reported cases of new Koof in Saskatchewan up in the Northland. And uh, 33 positive tests made a whole news story for a Cape Cod nursing home in West Yarmouth. Mm. So, uh, two magic numbers. But guess what's back? What's back? Oh, we should have behind the curtain for this. Joints uh, for jabs. Here, we'll just peek our heads back there real quick. What's back Oh, here? no, no, I'm ready to just go back there. Oh, dude. well, let's just go. Yeah, joints for jabs, man. They're, joints they're, for jabs again. They're pulling that shit this time in Long Beach, California. Oh my god! It's like, look around. This doesn't work. Smoke weed every day. You don't have to get a jab to get a joint. You don't. No. You just roll it yourself. All of these incentives are just like, just about damn worthless. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to clip the... Like a lottery ticket, seriously. Even if it's for a million prize or whatever. I mean, you can buy a Powerball for a dollar. Yeah. You know? Like none of these, none of these are actually worth it. And it's not like you're gonna win nothing. No. And then over here, over those are all the... money laundering schemes, pre-rigged and just friggin', um, you know your your grandfather, your great grandfather knows. Does you know? Yeah. With you remember picking the numbers? You tell me oh. a story about him picking the numbers. Yeah, that he had lucky numbers, right? Fucking story. Yeah, my great grandpa, man, my papa, he was getting uh. The scratchers and the lottery, and he had lucky numbers for the lottery that he w- did, you know, week after week. Yeah. Same numbers. Yeah. But then he uh, w- ended up going into hospice, um, and that week, that first week, he didn't get his lottery ticket, and guess what the numbers were? The numbers he yeah, had been buying for years. Lucky numbers. Every week. Every week. Fucked up. You gotta love it. Yeah. So I've never, I don't do that shit. <laughs> You'd love it. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, over in Kansas, they've got like a spin the wheel if you get your jab. And they've put up these like, they look like carnival billboards. Oh, yeah. like It's like, go spin the wheel of fun for your jab. Like at the <laughs> fucking summer kid fest that they do. And you're like, spin it and get a sticker or a plastic whistle. Or a, yeah. You can get a Tootsie Roll. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, But, you know, you got to get the jab first. Oh, yeah. Jab it up. Hey, in our community, I'm still seeing the, like, oh, food boxes for those with the jab and uh, to free diapers to moms who get the jab. It's like, well, unfortunately, we've said it before on the show. I'm sure there's people who are getting back in line to do it again. And April Kirby says, jabs for plastic spider rings. <laughs> God damn it, now I'm in. Oh, no, don't tell the three-year-old because the three-year-old <clears throat> would be pulling us. Come on. Plastic spider rings. I've only got five. I need ten. I need one for every finger. I said in a previous uh, show that I'd do it for a lifetime supply of mac and cheese. That would be worth it. 
That's what we want. Oh. Macaroni and cheap cheddar. Shoot it just directly in with my shot. Just uh, a shot of mac and cheese, then a shot of the coof shot, and then another shot of mac and cheese. Just triple tap. Triple tap. Triple tap. Bam, bam, bam. Triple protected. I think if you sandwich it between the mac and cheese, that can protect you from the cytokine storm. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't think they've tried it yet. Oh, that's why. That's why people are dying, man. Yeah, first time for everything, I guess. <laughs> At this fucking point. Give me the mac and cheese uh, shot. A shot of mac and cheese right oh, in the arm. Oh, you know, I'm, uh, no. the turtle Mitch McConnell is telling you to get the shot. That uh, it's very important to do it. Oh, it must be good for you if he's saying it. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> like, that's the guy. That's the guy I look to for advice. The turtle, turtle. Especially medical. Really life advice, but uh, mainly, mainly medical advice. What should I inject into my body, Mitch McConnell? Can you let me know, please? Please, please tell us at 816-607-3663. Yes. What should I shoot into my body? Let us know, let us know. <laughs> well, last week I announced that there would be a press conference uh, with a creepy doll eye Cory Booker, Ron Wyden, and Chuck Schumer. When he does, he has eyes that look like they came right out of a porcelain doll. That's very funny. Uh, And they did. They had the press conference last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I waited with bated breath to hear all the details of the bill. And I got none. I got none. These guys were just up there having a little circle jerk talking about how, uh, here's the talking point. Here's the eloquent way that they're going to push through the agenda. The war on drugs is a war on people. I agree with that. Yeah. But the whole thing was just, you know, weed shouldn't even be illegal. It's, you know, they didn't say it's a nonviolent offense, but they're like, there were more weed arrests than violent criminal arrests last year, and that just has got to change. It's like, okay, yeah, it does. That's definitely horseshit for sure. But uh, this is the problem is it's always lip service. I it's mean, a we've been a bunch of lip service, especially when it comes from the Washington politicians, because we've been hearing this for years. We've been hearing about, you know, I mean, how long have we been? That's what when we were in D.C., we were saying, yo, just take it off of the schedule one. That's what we need. We need D schedule. And that was I mean, that was in Oof. 14. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 2014. Seven fucking years ago. man. And here we are still now to add insult to injury. It's old. Fucking crying Chucky Schumer up there crying about the poor nonviolent <laughs> offenders being locked up when he was the main guy behind getting Ross Ulbricht locked up for four lifetimes. Exactly. It's, it's so disingenuous. Like, they think we're fucking stupid, like nobody pays attention, which, I mean, I guess they're right. They're right for the most part. Most of them, most of the people walking around bumping into walls out there don't pay attention to shit. But... I pay attention. I see what you're doing, you evil fucks, pretending like you care about nonviolent offenders not being locked up, and then you're the guy that put Ross Ulbricht behind bars. It's it's fucking ludicrous is what it is. It's well, ludicrous. One thing I thought was interesting is the clip that a lot of the mainstream media picked up was uh, one at the end where Cory Booker is standing up to the greedy banks saying they're not going to pass these like safe banking acts. Because it should be, like, the can of business people getting the money, not the banks. And so we have to federally legalize, not just legalize it for banks. And I'm like, 
Uh, do you understand what a huge help what that would be to the little people working at the stores and owning the stores if they could use a bank account? <laughs> right. The, the Safe Banking Act isn't for banks. The Safe Banking Act is for businesses to be able to use banking services. Exactly. The banks don't give a fuck. The banks are already HSBC famously laundering Billions and billions of dollars of cartel money, and they had to pay a fraction of it, a tiny fraction of it in a wrist slap fine. A tiny little fraction of the money they made laundering for the cartels. Stick that up your non-violent offender ass. The cartels. So it's not like the banks give a fuck. No. no I, see, I see through this bullshit. It just, it just gets me riled up. Me too, and I have not, like, ever covered... All these videos that Schumer's been making uh, since Biden took office. He's been, you know, standing out on the veranda and uh, <clears throat> talking with Cory Booker just about how terrible the war on drugs is and all this stuff. They're like 15 minute videos of them saying the same thing back and forth over and over again. Just circle jerking just each other. Total circle jerking. Like, we got to change it. We got to change it. Oh, yeah. We're, like, we're for cannabis now. Oh, yeah. We're for cannabis. Oh, you like cannabis, right? Oh, yeah. Cannabis is great. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they just want to put their name on it, you know, at the end of the day. That's all they care about. Yeah. Well, um, but uh, like I said. They already put their name on Ross Ulbricht. They didn't talk about the draft bill at all, like w what they're going to do uh, specifically. So I had to go look it up. And since it's not something that's been filed, I noticed that they had handed the bill over to Politico to share. So I had to go to Politico oh, lovely. to read the bill. So you mean they're having this circle jerk? Uh, jizzing all over themselves press conference over a bill that's not even filed. That's right. That's right. It's for discussion. They want to talk with the Republicans and oh see God. where they can negotiate so that they can make sure it passes. They want to make sure they have the votes before they even file it, I guess. Well, it would be nice to actually get descheduling passed because it's been, you know, tried so many times over the past few years. But it just seems like a stunt. It just oh. seems like an empty stunt. It's a total stunt. And while I was making the show notes today... Where we can say we're for something without actually having to do anything. I saw that they finally uploaded something onto the congressional website. And it's like... It reminds me of like a college... Uh, some sort of like college paper. Where it's like an essay version of the bill with citations. Hmm. Uh, and so I'll have it linked in the show notes if anyone wants to read that. I kind of skimmed through because there was one part of the bill I didn't understand, um, which I'll, I'll lay it out for you what this bill does since they're not going to talk about it and uh, the media kind of only picks and pulls what they want to share. So the bill will decriminalize and deschedule. All that matters is that it deschedules, but I think they're putting the word decriminalize in there just to get Biden on board because the next day, after they had their circle jerk press conference, a journalist did ask uh, Jen Psaki about it and the president's stance, and she said he hasn't changed. And so he only supports decriminalization. He has said that. He doesn't support legalization mm -hmm. or descheduling. So all the headlines you'll see, they're pushing, bill to decriminalize marijuana. Well, it uh, in the bill, as it's... Uh, Written on, uh, you know, Politico's copy says it's going to deschedule it, too. So that's good. Then they want to transfer jurisdiction from the DEA to the FDA, the ATF, 
the HHS and the Department of Treasury. <sighs> They're just splitting it up no. along all the alphabet <clears throat> soups. No. The ATF would become known as the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Cannabis, <clears throat> Firearms, and Explosives. Fuck that. Like, yeah, we need it, those trigger-happy arsonists to be in charge of fucking cannabis laws. Exactly. Or the fucking FDA that just doesn't do deadly squat. No, just get the government out. Fuck off forever. Exactly. That's why this is just... Oh, it, this is a nightmare, honestly. Uh, we want to take it out of the DEA and hand it to five different alphabet soup agencies. Give me a fucking break. Right. What a joke. Right, it's like, oh, we can just have more legal hot water and more money. We're going to decriminalize it by ultra-criminalizing it. Exactly, exactly. Sons of bitches, dude. Um, People are shameless, man. They have no shame whatsoever. Chucky, he was uh, calling out the Republicans... On his in his presser, saying they're not by very Republican since they don't support seem to support uh, state rights, uh, and his bill, of course, allows state laws to remain in play. So you are Nebraska, you don't want weed at all. Fine, have it that way. Yeah, you know? right. It's federally legal, but your state law comes first. It trumps the federal law. I don't remember any part of the Constitution that carves out the ability for Congress to regulate plants. No. What you can grow from a seed. Bunch of horse shit. Yeah, but here we are so far into this mess. 80 years of it going on and us just rolling over and letting it happen. It's incredible. So look what they do. They're, they're just going to make more money off of it with this shit. No doubt. So uh, then they're going to take money uh, from the taxes on it and from, you know, taxpayers also. They're going to look for funds to... Uh, go towards research, which I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. We don't need more research on the medical uses and benefits of the plant. There's plenty of it that's already happened in other parts of the world, like Israel. You can find a lot of it online, but regardless... uh, I myself have researched, personally, a great deal of it over the years. Yeah. It's very very well researched. Uh, they want to fund public education campaigns about driving under the influence, specifically. Oh, so yeah, that, so we can get another, like, CGI kangaroo telling us not to drive high. Yeah, yeah, you know, the cheetah getting in the car. Fucking. Saying, like, don't be a cheetah. Clown show. Yeah, just dumb, dumb stuff. You know, they can smash some more eggs or whatever. Yeah. They have fun with it. Very effective. They get these uh, slush funds from our hard-earned money. <laughs> they love it. Uh, they want to create a cannabis justice office to oversee some grants that'll be given out. Oh yeah, and social equity fund that will be created. Um, let's see. I had looked into how they're defining all these social equity parts of it. Let me find my notes that I took on this long ass bill. They um, there was terminology in there. Individuals adversely impacted by the war on drugs, which I then shortened to IAI. <laughs> um, but it, that's someone with an income below, listen to this language, an income below 250% of the federal poverty level determined by Census Bureau uh, for at least five of the last 10 years of the date that they would apply to participate in a program or get a license, you know, their application. 
So if you're two hundred fifty percent, if you're making two and a half times or less than the national poverty line, then you're adversely affected by the war on drugs just automatically. Uh, well, only if you've also been arrested or convicted, okay, or related to someone that has. Because again, you know, it doesn't have to be you. It could be your mom or dad or your sister, or brother, or your spouse. It could be your kid. Even they have children listed here. So, yeah, if you made less than. $32,000 as an individual and uh, have been or know someone that has been arrested. You can apply for these grants, I guess, when they uh, if they start rolling out, if this thing gets enacted and passed in the language that's written currently. How delicious. But of course, in most of these things, there's a lot of compromise between, you know, initial filing and uh, passage of Hello. the final bill. All cash, um, baby. Now, here's one. They're going to expunge convictions unless you were sentenced with an aggravated role adjustment. What is that? It means that you were the leader or organizer of activity that involved five or more people. Oh, and how, how do they determine who's the leader? I mean, that would have to be the person that sentenced you that determined it. God, you know? I love it. Uh, so some people will have that on their record, some won't. And as I said, it's like, you know, weed is a it's a communal thing man like right you gotta could you call me you know could you give me that aggravated role if i was like passing a bowl of five people in a vehicle or something Yo, yeah <laughs> if it, if it's your couch that four other people are sitting on then you're clearly the ringleader of a dangerous <laughs> yeah. cartel so that i don't know how many people that excludes from expungement but i was kind of surprised to see any exclusion at all that's the first time I've seen that. Oh, Most things are just expunge the records. They just want to. They want to make this big Trojan horse bill, and then they just want to shoot a bunch of holes in it. Yeah. That's going to leak all the good stuff out of it. Yep. Yep. But it, it's but mass. You know, but Trojan it'll, horse. It'll still have all of the fucking funds earmarked and going all over the place. So they'll still be able to use it to launder, you know, a few billion dollars. Oh, but they yeah. won't. They won't actually have to. They're make anybody's life better through it. They're trying to have four different uh, alphabet soups to launder it all through. Absolutely. Right there, written out. Um, so federal agencies will still be able to drug test you for cannabinoids. Not just THC, any cannabinoid, I guess. But they won't be able to use your usage of weed as a clearance for granting or denying or rescinding a security clearance from you okay so you can get a security clearance and smoke weed wow maybe neat but you can still be tested so supposedly they just can't fire you for that reason alone so you know they'd have to say like you smell bad no one likes the way you smell um that has nothing to do with you being a pothead we just don't (laughs) want you here because you smell so fucking bad Your, your eyes are pink we don't like your pink eyes Oh, yeah, we think it's pink eye. They're really red all the time. You just might have like a constant case of pink eye. Refuses oh, to use worried. eye drops. Yeah. <laughs> Shows uh, up 10 minutes early instead of 15. We uh, got to get rid of them. The bill allows uh, VA physicians and Indian healthcare providers to recommend it and give their opinions on it and thus fill out forms about their recommendations for it. Because that hasn't happened, you know, for right. the vets and... Uh, the feather and not dot Indians, I guess they can't have uh, recommendations from their on their tribal lands. I guess not. That makes it especially awkward here in Missouri, where all of the money raised from 
medical cannabis tax taxes goes to veteran programs. Right. Isn't it strange? It's another scam. That a VA doctor can't, you know, prescribe this or recommend it. Not even prescribe it. Just to give you the written recommendation so you can go about with your card and all of your data in a list somewhere to go and get it yourself. Ugh, it's a nightmare. And then, uh, oh, my favorite part. Uh, they want to impose a federal excise tax of 10%. That increases 5% every year for five years until it hits 25%. No. And then this is where Schumer's handy-dandy college paper that got published right before the show uh, came in handy. They said that the tax would be based on market rate in the bill, and I didn't understand what that meant. Uh, The rate will be based on the quantity sold or milligram of THC in the case of products that aren't flour. (sighs) This is so infuriating. Oh, in that excise tax, if your business makes less than $20 million, it is allegedly going to be cut in half. I didn't remember reading that in the bill, but that's in his little college paper. I'm going to slap a 25% tax on top of the state taxes. On top of the state taxes, yeah. They just are going to try and prop up the cartels, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. You know, and this is exactly why it's like, I'm saying no new extra bullshit laws on top of it. Just oh. repeal. Repeal. Right. All you can do is repeal. No new bullshit. No new, oh, we're going to fucking do this instead. It's always a bad oh. idea. Every fucking law that they p- write about cannabis, it's all bad. Just burn the ones down that are in there. That's all we need to do. Exactly. All no of these federal so-called, oversight. All these so-called fucking cannabis advocates are probably jumping up and down, tugging each other off over this terrible shit that's gonna roll out that's gonna make everything worse than it already is which is fucked yeah it's already fucked and now they're gonna jack up the taxes they want to add it to four new federal agencies they want to it's just incredible that the people supposedly fighting for us are all jacked up about it they're like congratulating themselves over this this is not a fucking victory not at all so that's where we're at. Well, luckily it's not going to fucking pass, but oh my God, it's just like, you know, if you're going to deschedule it, just deschedule it. That's wouldn't, all you need. That's it. Wouldn't that be nice, though? Just fucking deschedule it. I mean, he even said... In, I don't need your pudgy fingers pushing it all over the place, putting it in more fucking federal agencies, and taxing the absolute shit out of it. Yeah. It's incredible. In the press conference, Schumer was like, we're going to talk to our stakeholders about this. And I was I like, bet yeah, I are. bet you are. I bet, I bet they are. I bet they're going to call the Sinaloas up. Yep. Yep, that's what I thought. So, Fucking assholes. Just gross. And I, I really didn't like them shitting on the banking bills because it's like, that would at least, if we're not going to federally legalize it, at least let them have bank access so that they're not getting robbed all the time, you know, because they can only take cash. Mm-hmm. It's just... Crazy. Just getting fucked six ways from Sunday. Just like Chucky Schumer likes it. Oh, yeah. Yep. No. Mm. So I don't, I just hope this doesn't get any traction. And of course, everyone is writing about it. You know, I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. It's the fucking weed. Well, you know who's feeling really stupid? No. This company in California, Flow Cannabis, they started a 250-acre wildfire Whoops. known as the Broiler Fire. Uh, on their 80-acre property, it started when a lawnmower 
hit a rock and, uh, you know, that created a spark. That's all it took? That's all it took. Um, that's what they said. That sounds like bullshit to I'm me. I'm like, how could you not stop the fire right then and there then? Lawnmower hits a rock and started a spark. I mean, maybe if you just didn't see it and kept driving, <laughs> like, far away. But I don't know. 250 acres, though, and three houses destroyed. Uh, but uh, some lady chimed in, ticked off, saying, this is what you get for not renewing my contract. Apparently she brought grazing cows onto their property to take care of the grass. <laughs> and they decided not to renew the contract with her and start lawn mowing instead. <laughs> Abel Kirby says... It wasn't a rock. It was, oh, a, it was rock. a rock lobster. lobster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Rock lobster. Yeah. That fucking rock lobster strikes again, bro. What's <laughs> the Veggie Tales version of that song? Rock monster. Rock monster. Yes. Rock monster. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring it up. So in Michigan, uh, Med Farms had their license suspended. After a video was found of an employee licking their gloved finger and a spatula that was used to make chocolate. Oh, no. Now, their attorney says that the video shows a taste testing day, which would be like, okay, so her job was to taste test. Sure. Uh, I mean, as long as that spatula didn't go back in, the attorney alleges the spatula did not go back in to the chocolate, you know. She licked it and probably threw it in the sink. Yeah, nobody licks and uh, dips again their gloved finger. You lick your gloved no, finger okay. and then you snap it into the trash, The right? gloved finger really grosses me out. I don't know why. Like, just gloves and... Ugh. ugh. Gloves in general gross me out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it wasn't being used in production. She was taste testing. It was taste testing day. And uh, they cited that. I know there was that. a whole day for it. I would show up for that oh, day. Oh, right? I was like, that's a hell of a job. I just want to be the taste tester. Just call me on the taste testing days. I'll tell you how yeah. good these edibles are coming out. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to feel really nice. Make it every other week. Make it once a yeah. month. Whatever. <laughs> we can come up with new tastes, new flavors every day if yeah. you want to. I mean, I am chock full of I ideas. I need another taste of this one. I didn't even taste it the first time, really. They're only working with chocolates, but I mean, man, we gotta go into chocolate chip cookies and the gummies. You gotta have the gummies. We need some infused alcoholic beverages if we can do that. Juices. Yeah. Fuck cakes. Donuts. I want some donuts. I'd fuck cakes infused and donuts. donuts. Uh, slushies because it's summer, and that's what I really want. Oh, the slushie. A slushie been, all the time. You've been all about the slushie. I've had a idea. hankering for slushies. I don't know what's going on. It's like I didn't have any cravings while I was pregnant. All of a sudden, now I just need a slushie all the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's what they cited for the reason they suspended her. Uh, the license was her licking that spatula on her gloved finger. But investigators also wrote that they found non-retail packaging inside of 21 unmarked bins in a safe room vault area, which I'm like, well, isn't that where you would put things that aren't ready for sale is in a safe room vault area? Um, a spokesperson says that there's, you know, a packaging shortage, so they put them into temporary containers, but that everything has been inspected and passed, uh, so they're, you know, sitting there waiting for the packaging to come in to put it out. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a violation to me, but... There it is on the Get the you know, fucking cameras out of here, man. Uh, they have to have cameras. It's part of the agreement, you know? It's bull crap, I know. dude. I know it's bull crap. I'm just showing you what the legal market's all about, man. Net net is dying to know where it at uh, where it was. It's it's in Bay City. Bay City. And then thirty eight forty three Euclid. They they friggin' dox them right there in the Ugh. 
Or give them more business if we if you can support them. All right. Yeah. They advertise them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also witnessed employees violating uh, good manufacturing practices, they call it, by wearing street clothes to work and using cell phones while wearing sanitary gloves. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's why I think gloves are gross. Just ditch the gloves. Use your hands. Just wash your hands. Well, you know I'm the phones, man. They have the poopy <laughs> germs on them. Yeah. It's all well-known fact. Phone. All those poop selfies. The phones have the poopy germs. Uh, you do touch your phone a lot. And how often do you wipe your phone down? I don't know. It doesn't bother me, though. I'm not scared. No, um, if, you, so. if you start getting scared about all that crap, then you, you're you going to be a very fearful person. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, you just wouldn't be able to buy food or anything that's been dealt with by any other person besides yourself, I guess. Even and good then, luck with that, because where are you getting your ingredients from? Even yourself. I mean, if you're going to use your hands to oh. eat it, that's a... You might use those same hands to go to the bathroom. you got to unwrap the sterile package underneath a UV light with gloved hands. In your bubble. You need a bubble suit. You're forgetting the bubble suit. Everyone has forgotten the bubble suit. There are bubble, bubble boys and girls. There are bubble suits available. Jeff Bezos will sell you one. <laughs> I'll sell you one from the bowl. <laughs> Fuck, you want bubble suits? I got bubble suits. <laughs> oh, we got them. We got them. Uh, so they also recalled, it looks like, all their products. But who the hell is going to return their edibles and whatever else they get from the place? You know? Come on. No, you eat the one, and then you're like, well, yeah, you like, I like it. It worked. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michigan was in the news again because the lovely, not Gretchen Whitmer, signed a legislation package that's going to regulate the hemp-derived Delta-8 THC, or as our local newscasters called it, Delta Nine's little brother. No, she called it Weed's little brother. Oh, yeah, you Weed's, remember that? Yeah, Weed's little brother. Yeah, we got that clip somewhere in the Bull After Bull archives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like the main thing this legislation is doing is preventing Delta Eight from being sold in non-licensed stores. So you won't be able to get it at the gas station or the <laughs> coffee shop or wherever you've been getting your Delta Eight from, unless it's a dispensary. Only dispensaries will be able to sell it. So, hmm. and then it, they're going to be uh, under the regulation of the state's uh, cannabis regulatory agency, named the Marijuana Regulatory Agency. Racist. You can't say marijuana anywhere. Racist. Yeah. What's up with that, man? <laughs> they took it out of the Moore Act for Pete's sake. Unbelievable. Racist words. Uh, but yeah. Um, so then it's that that means since it's going to be regulated by that agency uh it's going to have to go through seed to sale also all that tracking all this nonsense that they're putting everyone through you know give us the number of the hemp plant from which this was extracted and then the license number of the person who drove it from hemp plant to lab to make sure that there's only what you say is in there and then from that person to the dispensary, and then from the dispensary to the consumer. Just, we need obsessed. to log it all. They're just obsessed with all of it. We need the data. We need it now for everything. Is it like weed at all? We need the data. Just leave it alone. Yeah, and they don't do this people shit for cigarettes. People can't just leave it alone, man. I don't understand it. I will never understand it. These yeah, fucking Nancys, they're so obsessed with this thing that they hate. If you hate it so much, why don't you just leave it alone? Cry, mini nitly. Yes. Tomato model. Tomatoes, man. 
just pretend it's like a tomato plant. Let me buy it wherever and spread it wherever and grow whatever I want whenever. You gotta. Just, like, you know, sprinkle it around the forests and whatever, the parks. Mm-hmm. Free the weed. In yeah. Illinois, the governor there, J.B. Pritzker, <laughs> that's a great name. What a guy. What a guy. He signed a House Bill 1443 into law, which will provide an additional 110 dispensary licenses that Woo! will be awarded out in two separate lotteries. Don't get too excited, though, because the second lottery, or a whopping 55 of them, will be reserved for social equity applications only. Oh, yes, as they should be. Here defined as those who have or who have family members with past convictions uh, or who have lived in a disproportionately impacted area for at least 10 years. Mm. The next day after he signed that into law, a lawsuit was filed against it by a Michigan-based company looking to do business in Illinois uh, that says it previously qualified as a social equity status application but that it now is effectively excluded because of these new rules. No, oh, great. Yes, they said uh, they were qualifying under an employee method where you employ a certain amount of people who fit the bill versus the ownership method, which is you yourself applying for the license must fit the bill. Um, so I'm sure the licensing process will be brought to a halt instead of starting on uh, July 29th, as was the plan. Isn't it funny to you? A bit ironic, maybe, that all of these fucking retards who are so obsessed with equity and equality have to treat people different and discriminate and come up with all these different qualifications and separate people out and rank base them and, you know, try to decide who had it worse and put their thumb on the scale this way or that way, change the rules left and right. If you want to fucking have equality, just treat people equally. One fucking rule for everybody. Here's how you apply. We'll look down the list. We'll see who qualifies. We'll give it to the most qualified applicants. Boom. Oh, mer- equally merit based. Uh, I don't know about Holy that. Holy shit! It like makes my head hurt just trying to understand it. If you want to, if you want to treat people equally, then fucking do it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? I don't understand it. Uh, what's funny to me is that. In the industry, Illinois has been touted as, like, the haven of social equity for legal weed. Um, but it doesn't really seem like they've been able to bring their blueprint to life here. Because um, I know when they did their first round of giving out licenses, they had that social equity uh, employee method, I guess. But they were still only able to award 21 of them. And they had 75 licenses to give out. They couldn't even give out the licenses because people didn't fit the what they're looking for. And uh, I know there is also, we covered in a previous Bull After Bull, a city or town in Illinois that's trying to use the taxes from legal weed sales as reparations. You remember that? Yes, I do. So, yeah. I remember that, Jim. Remember the waking up in clown world? Yeah, maybe. And again and again? Yeah. But in Massachusetts, you can now have your weed delivered to your house by uh, three different companies. They got oh the green At the same light. damn time. At the same damn time. Must about. be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. I think they're in different areas of the state, potentially. Uh, um, but there are eight more companies 
waiting for their licenses to be finalized or whatever, you know, stamp on the paperwork so that they can start. Neat. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we had seen in the last episode, maybe the delivery service will mean a farm to bowl, grower to bowl. Oh, that's right. Ritual. Be an interesting little war amongst the retailers and the people. Every time the laws change, it's like uh, another war. Yeah, right, right. War. War never changes. (laughs) But the laws change constantly. Oh, yeah, we're always just flipping the laws, making different groups of people dislike other groups of people, and, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's it's so easy. It's just so easy. And these people at the top of the food chain, man, they just make more and more and more and more and more and more money. Every time they do shit like this. Oh, they're catching on to my scheme. Might as well switch it up with another one. It's fucking bullshit, man. It is, but I ain't scared. They've been doing this my entire lifetime here. Yeah. Um, so the World Anti-Doping Agency wrote a response letter to representatives Jamie Raskin and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who had reached out to them about the bullshit of Shikari Richardson being suspended for the Olympics mm-hmm. after uh, a positive test. Uh, and she, you know, admitted to smoking to um, cope with the death of her mom. Smoke weed every day. Which she found out from a fucking reporter. Just, ugh, that stuff is so gross to me. You love the world we live in. It's just... Gotta love it. Yeah, it's dark. Don't um, leave this world behind. But in the letter, they basically pointed the finger at the U.S. anti-doping agency for cannabinoids still being on the prohibited list. Uh, They say that the list is annually modified so that changes can easily be made, um, but that the U.S. representatives that are, you know, here, the U.S. anti-doping agency dudes, they are saying that weed is a gateway drug. And so, no, 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 you can't let weed, because that'll mean they're moving on to the amphetamines and oh the, the steroids, because weed is a gateway to steroids. Beating off is a gateway drug. Yeah. That's so th- such a dumbass argument. But either way, it's just a bunch of finger pointing, you know? Yeah. And no one's changing anything. It's just like, oh, don't be mad at us. No be mad accountability, at them. no fairness, no anything. Just nope. Oh, there's nothing we can no. do about it. I mean, there's no way that... I would say weed is a performance enhancer no. when it comes to athletics. It's no. like a pain reliever, maybe, you know? And maybe. Stress reliever, but it's not going to make you run faster. No, you're not going to beat other runners you because gotta you smoked weed. you got to practice to do that. Or, you know, and you're not going to lose to other runners because you smoked weed. It's just it's weed. It's, it's Yeah. It's like, are they going to p- test people's piss for coffee in the morning? What are they going to do? They might. It's so dumb. Yeah, you're right. They don't check you for your caffeine levels. They no. endorse it. They got Coke and Pepsi ads all over the freaking place. Right. And vending machines. <sighs> so. But, you know who has food all over the place? Who's that? Buffets. Buffets, man. Oh, that's what we need. We need to get into some callers calling us, letting us know what is up. Because if I talk about one more weed law, I might blow my stack, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. It's rough. It's rough. I'm, I'm the one that's got to prepare those notes every week, man. Oh, mic adjustment. I don't know it's how you do like, it, man. Without uh, punching the screen. It's, uh, that's why you don't let me do it. I already That's know. why I don't like it. You're right. I'd be a little... Uh, what was that Katie Goes Kaboom Animaniacs cartoon? Oh, I don't know. You remember that? Nope. Not that. I mean, I remember Animaniacs, but... Yeah, Katie went kaboom every time. That's me looking at the weed loss. Is that in the theme song? Oh, little bit of Katie goes kaboom. She would be like the babysitter and like, and oh. 
inevitably every it would be one of those little shorts in Animaniacs and inevitably the situation would unfold and she'd get more and more pissed off to where oh. she like just her head explodes or she grows larger than the house and turns red and into Godzilla. She just gets super angry every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, anyway. that sounds like someone I know here in the bowl. Yeah, fucking Hulk rage, man. All the, all the weed in the world can't calm your ass down. <laughs> And that's, you know, just Where for these people the who, weed who anyway? are afraid of the high THC content, you know? It's right next to you, dude. Where is this shit? It's not the dab cannon, but it's the... Uh, oh, yeah, this little guy. Yeah. The dab handgun. So, uh, we did get a call uh, right Ooh. after last show, oh. the next morning. So, I'm sure this might not be about uh, about our current topic. It might be a make good. But let's let's tune in and find out together, shall we? Hey guys, this is Rick from down in Joplin, Missouri. Ricky. I'm calling about the uh, first time I ever came outside. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wondering where you were on that this one. This one was fun. Here uh, we go. I was dating my now first ex-wife, and we were rather, you know, you could say active when we were first together. And at the time, I had... Well, we used to get creative in the back seat of my old Cougar, an old Mercury Cougar, but usually it was always with the windows up. So oh, yeah. outside was I <laughs> windows lost up don't the count. Cougar to a, a very tragic car accident. Oh. I was fine. Rest in peace, I, Cougar. I went from that big old Cougar to a Ford Pinto. Oof. Now, needless to say, uh, sexual gymnastics do not produce go well inside of a pinto so we had to move to the hood there you go problem was eh, the sheet metal was kind of weak so <laughs> we left a lot of dents in it my dad would sometimes go boy i know what you're doing <laughs> you better knock it off put the dento so in the pinto man i had to fix dents in my hood on a regular basis but we still got it done <laughs> anyway thankfully we never got caught by the cops in the bowl talk to y'all later Nice. Oh, and by the way, check out Itty Bitty Homestead on No Agenda 2. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, I was just going to plug it. That's right. Yes. Um, Itty Bitty Homestead. If you go to NATube, what is the URL for that officially? Is it NATube.com? Uh, now or I got to figure this no out. No Agenda Tube, or is it both? Now I got to figure this out on the fly. Figure it out. I got one hand to type, so you'll beat me. I got one hand under a sleeping baby. and It's NoAgendaTube.com. No, AgendaTube.com. I did make a pull after both for... Did you? I did. I did indeed. Because I got to put your, migrate your uh, great hard-boiled egg trick video on there. And, uh, oh, that's right. We got to put that on there. And yeah, they uh, they have five subscribers. So come on, bowlers. Get over there and get clicking. You can do better than five subscribers. Itty Bitty Homestead. They do the intro. It tells you what it's all about, which I've seen. And then in the last two weeks, they got two new videos. Uh, they give a tour of the homestead and then they kind of give you the progress of the week update, a week on the homestead. So it's cool. They're just kind of trying to document a little half acre homestead they've got going in Joplin. And that's something that's in kind of our interest in our wheelhouse. For real. Sort of related. I sent them, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the survival podcast, but uh, a buddy turned me onto it years ago, and they have an interesting series called Half Acre Homesteading. It's a four-parter, and he just talks about all the different things you can do to sustain yourself with a very small piece of land. And uh, those dudes, that dude actually 
got on the stream and sats thing quite recently, like within the last month or something. So now survival podcast is stream and sats. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty cool. I was, I was excited to see that he had joined in. Um, I was also excited to see this next caller join in. Oh my God. Listen to that horse. You know, the funny thing is I don't remember the first time I went to an all you can eat buffet. It's not something I do very often anymore. Um, I remember as a kid, there was a place um, in uh, in Capitola, California, where I lived at the time that uh, we went several times. Um, and yeah, there's, you know, and I remember the, uh, you know, the soda machine, right? Which, so this was, this was the early eighties and back then getting access to the soda machine was kind of new actually. You know, I think that was, uh, I thought it was cool. Even before that, my dad briefly worked in a Seven Eleven, So I got to play with the Slurpee machine and the soda machine at one point. They are delicious. Uh, I remember that. Um, but then, uh, but yeah, and the, uh, you know, in the in the buffet, what I remember is mixing all the soft drinks together. You know, the, you know they call no it a suicide, doubt. right? Yeah, because you're not suicide. sure exactly what you're going to get. Um, I don't know. These days, I'm, I, you know, there, it's um, yeah. The, you got to be careful with some of the food that's out because you don't know how long it's been left out. Um, some of the hot stuff, and I don't know most of the stuff that I would find in the buffet. I don't know that I would eat necessarily now anyway, just because the, the way I eat is very different. But um, yeah. Um, Probably the last one I remember was so um, there are places that do all you can eat and they're not necessarily a buffet, but uh, uh, I, I went, I did like an all you can eat sushi place once. Um, and it, it's, it wasn't every day, you know, they didn't have it every day, but they had it, uh, you know, on Sundays or some, you know, some random day like that. And it was, and it was, uh, I think it was somewhere in Pennsylvania. I can't remember. It was, a, it was a while ago, but. Uh, um, you know, as a little kid, you know, the, you know, back then, I mean, my, my parents weren't exactly rich. So, uh, you know, if you wanted something that, that, that actually was an affordable way to feed, uh, people mm-hmm. was to go to an all you can eat buffet. But I, yeah, I don't, uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd say the ones that people, you know, that, that you see advertised like golden corral or old country buffet or whatever. Um, I don't think I've been to any of those places and I'm not sure that, uh, I would necessarily want to, um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, yeah, because it, 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 you know they, there's a, they, those places serve a lot of cheap food that uh, may not be uh, may not be so great for you. So um, anyway, but that's just uh, that's just me and my experience. And her head is gone. Yes. Now that Phone Boy is uh, enlightened on his health um, on his health journey, probably not probably not the place you're gonna go. But I don't think anybody goes to the. Uh, all you can eat buffet because of the the health benefits. Let's <laughs> say. Oh man, you can see some wild ass people in there, man. In the all you can eat buffet, tell you what. Pig out and people watch. Tell you what, he's right about the sodas though. That's like that's part. That's a big part of the allure, man. When I was a kid, it's a couple of different ones. So I guess the first time I ever remember going to a buffet was Ryan's. We used to do Ryan's with frequency. There was a guy, there was a waiter there named Tony. He was my shit. I love that waiter. Which is like the waiter at an all-you-can-eat buffet is not really, you know, he brings you cups at the beginning and then might refill your drinks throughout or something, you know. But I had named my little stuffed dog Tony, right? He was like my favorite stuffed animal. So then when there was a waiter named Tony, it was just like, ba-bam, Tony. That's my guy. He always hooked me up with a little balloon at the end. You tie a balloon on your arm, you know. Oh, this is Ryan's? Ryan's, man. Uh, Ryan's. And then Golden Corral we used to go to more frequently, I think, than Ryan's. 
I just remember always really digging on the chicken legs, fried food, uh, chicken leg. Best kind, Phone Boy insists, the best kind oh. of buffet to go to is Fogo de Chao. Now, is that one of those Brazilian yeah, steakhouses? Yeah, that's one at the plaza, dude. Oh, my that God. You've never taken me to. Mm-hmm. Magnifico. You always talk about the one time you went with your I've family. Been, I've been to Brazilian steakhouses, I think, three times in total. And not in the past almost 10 years. There is a high ticket to get in, but Jesus, you can just sit down and eat meat until you're ready to puke. Meat much. after meat? Meat after meat. They come around, uh, these waiters come around, waiters and waitresses, with these big-ass skewers with, I don't know, one will have just steaks on it. And you you got a plate and you got a little card. And the card has like a green sign, which means go, and a red stop sign on the other side, which means stop. And so you like flip your deal when they start bringing the meat over. Because it's like, oh, they're bringing the chicken to it again. I don't really want the chicken because I want another piece of that filet. So I'm going to flip it to no for the chicken. They just come and they cut a piece off on your plate. And they just keep coming, keep coming. The whole time you're there, they keep coming. You go for like 50 bucks is like the ticket to get in, but then they just, some of the most delicious freaking meat ever. But yes, as I was saying about the soda, at Golden Corral, when I was a kid, it's like the mid-90s, and they got Surge up in that bitch, and Surge was like the forbidden soda, okay? <laughs> you were not allowed to drink Surge if you were most kids in the Midwest, which... First of all, Surge is fucking delicious. Second of all, it sent you off your rocker. It was like, I don't know, t- it's like probably a tit hair more caffeine than uh, the regular Mountain Dew, let's say. Um, it was kind of a Mountain Dew mellow yellow flavorish thing. But dude, it just had that fucking everything about it. It, had, it was like a lime green can with a red splattery 90s logo that said Surge on it. It looked like a fucking Nickelodeon cartoon in a can. It was just everything you wanted as a kid in the 90s. And it would always just be my goal to like get in there and be like Surge to the waitress before like <laughs> my mom could listen to me or hear me. Look, like, Surge, I want Surge, I want to bring me Surge. Oh, I'd probably pound three Surges. Just a kid is irresponsible. I would never let my kids drink three Surges at Golden Corral, but... Never mind soda in general. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I don't let them... I pretty much treat soda and beer the same around my kids. Because um, thank God for beer. Otherwise, I'd be worried about being a hypocrite. But <laughs> Like, no, this is all adult drinks. Beer, soda, all of that. You want milk? You need some milk. Maybe. Mostly water, though. Some water. I try to push them into water, water, you know? Do the good stuff. Drink yeah. that water. You don't want to get ruined like me, you know? <laughs> I'm already ruined. It's too late for me. It's not too late for you, little children of the world. Don't be drinking this shit. Uh, it's gross. It's gross. Take a sip. It's gross. Don't try to tell this next caller what to drink or not drink. First time I ever went to a buffet. Uh, I, you know, I, did, I, I could probably count on my hands how many times, or on my hands, on my fingers, how many times I've been to a, 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 a buffet. Um... But, you know, I actually hosted a few, uh, a number of buffets, um, way more hosted than, than, uh, than been to or went to. Okay. Um, Like one of these, like, you know, you have like these uh, black 
Thai affair buffets, uh-huh. like all you can eat all night, all day, um, all morning. Ooh. So you got like you got breakfast. That sounds that lavish. Breakfast. You got Could brunch. Also, um, you got lunch. You do lunch. Yeah. Uh, some say dinner. Dinner. And dinner. Also. But also. <laughs> There it is. Um, I I've been told it's a it's a it's a lot like dessert. So black tie affair, uh, the the legs open, uh, black tie affair, mm. and uh, I'm I'm told it's a it's it's a it's a good meal. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> legs open, black tie affair meal, eating it all day and all night. You know, eating meal after meal after meal all day. Uh, it's like how black churches work. I don't know if you've ever been to a black church, but it's like they'll do like a breakfast and then a service and then a late breakfast and then another service and then a lunch, potluck lunch that's like a long one and then a service and then a fucking dinner and then a serve. It's like eating and services all day. And it's not like when I grew up in white people church, it was like you picked the service you go to and then maybe... Once a month, there would be a potluck after it, maybe a lunch one, maybe a dinner one. Black churches is like every Sunday, all these services, all these meals, and you go to all of them. You just stay there all day. You just do them all. Wow. It's different. That is different. Different, but it's tasty. It's a lot of food. Tasty. A lot of food. Oh, there's a follow-up. Oh, yeah, and it's all you can eat until I push you off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! All you care to eat, right? All you care to eat. They started doing that wording because they didn't want to make it like a challenge. Oh. You know? It's like, all I can eat, well, I can eat more. Well, it's all you, all you care to eat, you know? You can tap at it any time, bud. Oh. I haven't caught on to I that. I don't know if that works or not, but they did change the wording. They did change the wording. Yeah, you got to watch it, Miss Blaney, because I can eat a lot. It's true. Got a big appetite. <laughs> Not as big as the appetite of this next caller. Hey, 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 this is Sir Sir Seat Sitter. Long time no voicemail, right? Hey, good to have I you back know in the me box, from my baby. My previous hits, such as being a total jackass <laughs> or this guy's a fucking moron. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm way, I missed like the last four F times, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, rapid fire him. What's up? Bring it on. First, yeah. first time I saw my lover's junk. Okay. Well, it was not. Uh, current lover has way better junk. Yeah. There ain't even nothing hanging out in there, but the hanging out of there. But the first time, <laughs> I saw my lover's junk. I puked in my mouth a little bit. Uh-oh. It smelled like months-old socks. Oh, uh, no. Really traumatizing. That was the first time I ever ate pussy. It was really bad. Uh, was it what? The, uh, first time I came in a room. So <laughs> that one, um, I, I, I'm assuming you don't count wet dreams like we talked about. Okay. Because uh, wet dreams are wet. Yeah. And they happen in your sleep. Nocturnal emissions. So you can't count when you're like 11 and you wake up with a discharge in your in your boxers. So yeah, let's go with um, first time I I, uh, I I was jerking it. No way. And I didn't know what was gonna happen because I was like you know 12. <laughs> yeah. And then a bunch of shit came out and I went blind. Shit. Like for about five seconds. You know, like when a roller coaster drops way too fast and you lose all vision. Yeah. And I was and. It's never gotten that good since. Or if you hold um, your breath, kind of? It's like heroin. You're always chasing that high. Chasing the dragon. Um, the jerkin' dragon. 
first time I was first time I ever ate a buffet. I only had the ice cream because they had endless ice cream dispensers. So I had steak and ice cream, even though there was a shit ton of stuff. And my grandparents had taken me, and they were kind of annoyed that there was the hometown buffet had like a million different things to eat, and all I ate was steak and ice cream. But I, <laughs> I had about like that's the good six shit. Steaks. Six steaks. So, yeah. Um, maybe I misread. Was it first time I had a buffet or first time I had a buffet, like Jimmy Buffett or Warren Buffett? Buffett. No, if Jimmy Buffett went to a buffet every day, he'd beat Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> Jimmy Buffet. Cheeseburger in paradise. <clears throat> in the bowl. In the bowl, baby. In the bowl. Do have some great... Uh, you might want to write some of these down as I'm going through them, because I just fucking... Carolyn's was chock full of good uh, exploitable transcript stuff, like... Uh, Let's see. So many crimes. All right. Uh, or <laughs> this whole sentence is pretty hilarious. You know, I didn't. I could probably count on my hand so many crimes or Mike and my fingers how many times I've been to AAA buffet wage. AAA <laughs> <laughs> buffet wage is my shortened down version of that. Mm. So many crimes is kind of. So like many that. crimes I have written down above it. So many crimes. Uh, and then in his. Cheeseburger in Paradise song is what it said at the end, which was funny because I thought about the cheeseburger song because he's always making the damn VeggieTales references. And you made one earlier. Oh, yeah. So then it had me thinking, Mr. Lunt, like you're his cheeseburger, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, how does that song go? Margarita, I want to see you. Uh, how does this next caller go? <laughs> Bowlafterbowl.com. Hell yeah. Buffett's. Been to a few Buffett's in my life. But I think the first I ever went to was probably high school era at the Ponderosa. Yes, Ponderosa. Get a five ninety nine sirloin steak, tenderized just right. Yeah. Oh, you can eat tater tots, sweet potato fries, diced onions. It was delicious. Yeah. When you're fifteen, buffets are not so cool now. Nah. Order your food online. It's better. <laughs> Grubhub.com. <laughs> In the bowl. In the bowl. I was wondering if he said something because the transcript just ends with Endville. Endville. <laughs> A-N-D-V-I-L-L-E. In Andville. the bowl, it talks about Endville. Great bowlafterbowl.com plug at the beginning. Grubhub.com, maybe not so much. But you puked all over it, so that was funny. I see what you did there. <laughs> Still made me want tater tots. I'm with uh, Saroma in the chat. Ponderosa, I'd never heard of that one. Ponderosa was a great buffet, because it's Ponderosa Steakhouse. And I don't know if the... I'm pretty sure the buffet was like an all-the-time all thing, but you could also just sit down and like just order off a menu. You didn't have to do the buffet. And it was like... One of those buffets that's like reasonably limited in its options. So they had steak and they had, I think, fried chicken and then, you know, like mac and cheese, a salad bar and uh, chicken wings or something. But it was like all, it wasn't like uh, when you go to Golden, Bur Golden Corral, you can make like a fucking taco bowl. You can make, they got meatloaf, they got spaghetti and meatballs, they got just a bunch of bullshit. And uh, who wants a bunch of bullshit, man? Like, you just give me the meats and the other meats and then some more meats. Maybe you can give me, like, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else, but I just want to fuck with the meat, you know? Just give me the protein. Yeah. Protein and fat, fat and protein. Everything else is just a distraction. You want to try to slap me with some pasta or some taco shells? Like, mmm, eh. Pizza buffets? That's the worst. That's the trap, dude. Because it's just carbs and cheese, really. Didn't Pizza Hut used to have a buffet? They had the, uh, I don't remember about a pizza buffet, although the chat remembers. Ned remembers. Uh, I do remember the salad bar there, though. Abel Kirby brought up the salad bar. Mm. Pizza Street, great pizza, great price. All you can eat for it used to be like three twenty nine. Now it's wow. like fucking six dollars or something. Probably more than that, especially if you get a drink. They don't even have surge. Fucking don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. This next caller wasted no time. Hey, boys. Hey. Well, growing up in New England, uh, I never saw an all-you-can-eat buffet that wasn't a Chinese buffet. <laughs> oh. I never saw anything like a Golden Corral until I moved out west for a while. So Golden Corral is a little bit of a weird one. No I, doubt. I, I've only ever been there one or t- once or twice. There's a universe split but there. Those Chinese places, you know, they could be a little sketch sometimes. Uh, sometimes there, uh, there's a couple good things. Sometimes there's... You know, some sushi on the side. Love maybe the you want to be ones. a little cautious of. Uh, maybe you can try one and see how you feel in 20 minutes and, uh, you know, just wait it out. Just sniff them. You can tell. But, uh, if you smell, you can tell. No, the only other, I'm trying to think of other buffets, you know. Uh, maybe there was a breakfast one I think we used to go to after church. Oh, yeah. Um, the brunch buffet. That was Holy nothing shit. to write home about. Uh, it's probably uh, probably some of that New England Chinese food. Just some of the better Chinese food I've ever had. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. No doubt. In the bowl, Abel Kirby. Tell us. Tell us your first time. You're a New Englander. Well, not surprisingly, the first buffet I ever went to was a Chinese buffet. It was the Rainham Mandarin. Oh, the I don't Rainham say Rainham. I call it Rainham. No cool. one else does that. Rainham, kid. Yeah, the Mandarin on Route 44. I feel like I took you In there. In Rainham. For, for my nostalgia when I was yeah. taking you out there. Yeah, the Mandarin. And, and you were like... It was like the first time I ever went up there with you. Oh, no. That was the one next to the Mandarin. In the little strip mall looking place. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. There's so many. Because I wasn't, I wasn't in control. We were listening to my uh, grandma on that one. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, my papa used to say cream of tongue young guy No, shut time. up. I'm going to tell that story, okay? <laughs> so the first time I ever went to a buffet was with my papa, who was a Korean war vet. <laughs> and... Uh, he, yeah, we sat down and he was good with the waiters. Like, they all knew who he was. Like, fucking everyone in the area knew who he was because he's such a funny guy and he was probably slinging bags, as I found out post mortem. Uh, but anyway. Based. So they come over, they give you a menu. You can either order off the menu or go to the buffet thing. And they come over and he orders tea and they had delicious oolong tea. It was the first time I ever had hot tea. I was like, shit, I must have been like six, six or seven uh, when he took me there. And the waitress is like, oh, what can I get you? And my papa's like, oh, some young son. <laughs> just straight face, just looking at her. We're still wearing his sunglasses, you know, so she can't see his eyes because he's definitely smiling with his eyes. He's like, yeah, just some young son. He says it like three times before she realizes he's joking. Oh and then God. she laughs and then he laughs and she leaves and he looks at me and he goes, I got arrested the first time I pulled that joke. Oh, my God. I was like, what? No way. He's like, Yes. 
Yeah, he told that joke at a Chinese restaurant in like the 80s, I guess, or sometime before I was born. And um, the waiter didn't take too kindly to it and threw a punch. And then uh, my papa don't take no shit, so knocked the guy out. And then the cops showed up, and he was still feeling kind of aggressive and explained that it was just a funny joke. And the <laughs> cops didn't funny, think it was man. very funny. But he knew one of the... <laughs> one of the i guess the sergeant of that police station or whatever some higher up cop and he was like call willie call willie in here and then with this willie shows up and is like hey john what's up and he's like hey he goes this waiter asked me what i wanted i ordered some young son he didn't think it was funny and then willie's like oh that's so funny you're the funniest (laughs) guy and then he just like went back in and fucking ate and didn't get arrested at all the moral of the story is it's not illegal if it's funny yeah that is the moral of the story. But anyway, that was my first experience. I got to try hot tea for the first time and then made it a point to always order the hot tea if I go to the Chinese buffet. Uh, you know, there's one great Chinese buffet out here that we found. And then there's a New York-style Chinese restaurant that's fucking awesome up in the Northland. And then uh, they, I was shocked when I moved to Kansas City because they have fucking drive through Chinese no doubt. It's like, how much better can this get? Yeah, they just joking? give it to you right out the window, man. Maybe not as good as the buffet where you can try 15 different types of Chinese chicken. But The buffet is wild because the Chinese buffet has some of the absolute best buffet food and some of the absolute worst buffet food. Like, like some of them fucking steamed clam things they got going on that are just like sitting there under the light and that are just like mushy and smell bad. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I don't know what it is about the Chinese buffets, but they always have a lot of basically like straight up nursing home food, like jello, <laughs> jello. and pudding, <laughs> like two kinds of pudding minimum. Oh, and the like sugar covered peanuts. They got like a sorbet or a sherbet or something. Always. Yeah. Very rarely do they have the... And then they got those shitty little fried donuts that when you're a kid, you just love. You're just like eating it up. You're just like, yeah. Oh, shoot. What are those called? I don't know. They're I like... I call them little donuts. They're like sugar yeah, just, something. They're just sugar, sugar donut balls, balls right? Sugar balls. I don't know, man. Sugar balls. Sugar balls. <laughs> Come on, man. Get your sugar balls. Fill up on the sugar balls, man. Some young sugar balls. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, you got to see the sugar balls on this next color. <laughs> In the bowl, my first buffet it, experience, sadly, it was not a Golden Corral. Oh. It was a Ryan's buffet, which yeah, I feel is the superior of the buffet chains, but granted, that was 25 years ago. Not even sure the last time that I saw one. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're around. It was always for... Uh, not a special occasion, but we, we would go after church a lot. Always felt like a king being able to load my plate up with all sorts of junk food. Ice cream with chocolate and gummy bears. Gummy no bears! <laughs> yes. No rules indeed. Um, one thing that, I, that really stands out for whatever reason, that's like Ryan's Buffet is the one place that I distinctly remember a smoking section in. Oh, yeah. Um... And I know that I've been to plenty of other places where you can still smoke inside, but that seems to be like the one establishment that I really remember, a designated indoor smoking area. Um, yeah, enjoy the show, y'all. 90s nostalgia. 
Yeah, I remember the smoking area. And I, I feel, I don't know if it was just because I was a little kid, but I feel like they had higher ceilings than most places up in the Ryans. Hmm. Which I feel, I don't know if it's true, but it just kind of feels like that helps with smoking inside. If the ceilings are higher. I never got to see this wonderful Ryans. When I think smoking or non, like when, you know, that was what they would ask every time. Smoking or non? Yeah. Smoking or non? And uh, that brings me back to Perkins. Which is a breakfast restaurant. Oh, yeah, Abel Kirby in the chat says Denny's. That's For me, it was Bickford's, which was a breakfast restaurant. Perkins is pretty much like Denny's with pie. If Denny's baked a shitload of pies, then you got Perkins. All the Perkins just evaporated, though, bro. I mean, uh, they knocked down the Perkins at my, in my dad's town in Liberty, and uh, now there's a Raisin Cane's there, some fucking chicken in yeah, place. Yeah. Some mediocre chicken wing place. It's because Corner Cafe is superior. I don't know. I'm jo- kind you, of joking because of my Fos- fucking grandma being like, oh, I'm going to take every of the Kansas City locals to the Corner Cafe. It's just so good. It's so uh, good. And it's like, the- bitch, we got barbecue. We got Kansas City barbecue. In and you're Kansas not even gonna try City, it. there's several places, even if you're not going to go barbecue, there's several places that are unique to like here, you know? That's what I like to take people that are out-of-towners, take them to places that you can't get anywhere else. And she wants to go to Corner Cafe. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. And then she wants to go to Steak and Shake. And she wants to go to fucking donkeys every day. No, that was my aunt. But Steak and Shake, they don't have out east. Well, they don't have a Corner Cafe out east either, but they have about 45,000 of them across the Midwest. Yeah, well... She's a special kind of tarted. I don't know what to tell you. There's like four Strouds, and they're all in Kansas City. Go to Strouds. Pan-fried chicken. Very unique uh, cuisine. Go to KCK for some great Mexican. You could go to specific places, man, is what I'm trying to say. She wouldn't have it. Go to Arthur Bryant's where fucking Kansas City barbecue was invented. That's where the presidents go. Or. As my neighbor will tell you. You could go to Dunkin' (laughs) fucking Donuts. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Donkeys. I'd, personally, I'll skip Donkey I'd rather just listen to the next voicemail. Hi there. I'd just like to say, oh yeah, for sure. I, I'd like to say that, you know, fuck the banks and all that. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta say, hey, fuck the banks. Yeah, there. fuck them. Cunts. First time I ever went to an all you can eat buffet was at one of those Chinese spots there. Yes. And uh, they had all the chicken and the pork and the sweet and sour stuff. And, uh, Oh, gosh, it was a real smorgasbord, I'll tell you. And I don't know if you ever had Chinese food, but if you have a lot of it, uh, you might be in trouble there. You might be a little bit in a little bit of trouble there. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, it all came out the other way uh, just fine, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Just fine. Okay, then. All right, then. Just checking in. I just wanted to say fuck the banks. Okay, thank you. In the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. Fuck the banks. Fuck the banks. Fuck the CCP. <laughs> Yo, it's Icy Grills. Just call them to say fuck the CCP. Fuck Google. Fuck Canada. Fuck Trudeau. Fuck all the Democrats. Fuck all the Republicans. MAGA for life. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody says fuck the banks, you know that goddamn triggers me to Icy Grills voicemail. Oh, man. Yeah, Chinese food, man. That's got to be the most underrated buffet. The most underrated, especially if they, they've got the sushi. I know some people are like, I don't know, don't trust the sushi. I don't know, I really don't know, maybe, maybe not. Bro, I've never had a bad 
I've never had a problem with the sushi. Never had a bad experience. Now, maybe maybe we just got the extra clean Chinese buffets. Maybe there's certain spots where it's sketch. But uh, do the old snifferoonie test, man. You can tell. You can tell. You can tell what Temp you're getting check. into, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's cold. If they put it on a nice, shiny white plate, and then there's a guy back there making more rolls as they, you know. Yeah, that's a good sign. Then just, <laughs> they're fresh. Oh, can we eat 10 or 12 of them? You remember in Boston when we went to... Ch- uh, Went to the Chinatown section, and then we went to that sushi place. Yeah, that hole in the wall. And then we got, I don't even know how we ended up in there, but... We got, like, 80 fucking rolls. Yeah, for, like, For, like, 30 bucks bucks or 25, 30 bucks. With the tip. We took a picture because it was so unbelievable. Yeah. I've never eaten so much sushi before or since. It was awesome. It was what dreams are made of. tasty sushi, too, it was tasty. We'll take you someday, John. Yeah, calm down, man. Yeah, once you got teeth. You don't even like sushi right now. No. Promise. You just like titty. Like this next caller. Oh, bowlers. Hey. Hello, hello. Hello. Lovely people in there. How's it going? Spencer, Lauren, hi. Hello, hey. How you doing? Oh, good. you know. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad to hear it. Spencer, <laughs> man, don't worry about blowing your stack. I'll blow it for you. Oh. It's all good. In the hood. All right. Nice. How about the first time I ever lean back and let that happen? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was pretty young, maybe nine. My family didn't go out to restaurants very much when, uh, when I was younger. But uh, uh, my parents always went to this place at night called the Hot Biscuit. Ooh. And uh, one night, I don't know for whatever reason, I just begged and begged and begged to like let them uh, like take me with them. And they they finally did, and uh, it was like a uh, like a, a breakfast buffet. God, I want it. I, I loved it. <laughs> Come find out like later in life. Uh, that's where they went. Like they drove around and fucking smoked joints, and then went to the hot hot biscuit and oh, fulfilled dope. their munchy needs. Why am I not fucking invited, mom and home. dad? You know, they did this after us kids were already asleep. Yeah, I just thought it was cool they let me go with them. They yeah. didn't smoke joints on the car ride at least <sighs> not that i remember then again i was nine maybe they were sneaking it man but yeah looking forward to friday go yes. hang out in the bowl with my buds <laughs> i'm listening to you guys tonight i took it upon myself to uh register hog story there on the podcastawards.com under the leisure category oh bow bow leisure so, uh, yeah. if you could be so kind nominate hog story for the best in leisure podcast yeah, fuck you know, yeah. Leisure fits. We all like to relax in the smoker. I'm doing it right now. Relax in the bowl. I voted for you guys there. People's choice. I'm a people. And you're my choice. Fucking love you guys. Bet. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Love you, Fletch. Hell yeah, dude. Very cool. I'm going to get that uh, right away, dude. Hog story in the leisure. The leisure category. Hog story. The uh, society culture category, bull after bull, and the family, kids and family category, Fun Fact Friday. That's what we got rolling right now for Podcast Awards. We're taking the whole damn thing over. Just you wait. Just you wait. You've got until the end of the month, by the way, July 31st, to vote on that. So it's not like you can just blow it off, people, good people of the bull. They did have a good one in here. What is it? What is it? What is it? Uh... Oh, god damn it. Where is it? Oh, in the bowl with my bugs. 
<laughs> mm, nice. It's a little bit unwieldy, but it's definitely worth a mention. I got definitely it. I got it. Put it down. Transcription not available for this next caller. That's too bad. It'll show so, up. Uh, oh, we got in a little late. I went downtown uh, to a restaurant, Head Lobster. Uh, they have a lobster special on Tuesday. Was it uh, Rock Lobster? Fifteen ninety five for lobster dinner. Uh, Not fucking bad, dude. Buddy paid. Uh, oh hell yeah! Special treat. But uh, I may or apparently I uh, said something in hog during hog story that uh, may or may not be my birthday on Friday, but. Uh, anyways, I got a lobster dinner out of it tonight. Well, happy but, fucking um, birthday. The first time Matt I ever Matt? went to a buffet. I'm not going to... We used to have a buffet in town that was the Swiss Inn. Uh, I don't know if that was a chain, and then they had Country Buffet, and I remember going to both those. Not really... My mom, like, literally, like, hates buffets with a passion. She hated them back then. <clears throat> Would refuse to take us to them. Um... I think there's quite an entertainment value, especially when you go to the first one the first time. And then uh, when they have that ice cream machine and you're a kid and you're like, oh, yeah. Uh You eat so much ice cream that you're, like, freezing your brain out. Get the swirl every time. uh, I think I had the worst brain freezes as a kid was in a uh, buffet somewhere that had the, uh, you know, the soft serve ice cream machine. Shitty little cake cones. And you can eat as much as you want. I mean, you'd literally, like... uh, Cause yourself to have some sort of paralysis once you got out of there. But <laughs> the first time I ever went to a Golden Corral, which uh, that's uh, was kind of the intention of the question, I think originally, but yeah. um, it was actually on my birthday. Um, well, well, I had been up north with my family, and we kind of celebrated up north. And I came home uh, early. I can't remember why. I think I had. Something I had to do at work or something. But anyways, I had a friend call me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, nothing. You know, just hanging out, just kicking back. And, and uh, he's like, hey, you want to go out? I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, he's like, well, it's your birthday, dude. You can't sit around. So uh, long long story short, which we know I don't tell short stories. But um, uh, we went to Golden Corral. And the the things is that I just the people there are very interesting, uh, and uh, the 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 first thing that I remember was sitting at the table and I was like facing the buffet and he was facing like looking out the windows, and I had this like shocked look on my face and he kind of looked up and he's like, "Dude, what's going on?" I'm like, uh, "Don't say anything, but watch these ladies when they come back." And it was these two, um, a little bit large. No! What a cliffhanger. Wait, wait, it goes. It goes on. Wow, my judgment is, like, totally off. You are missing it. I blame the lobster. It is the no, lobster. The last couple of weeks have been crazy, but... <laughs> Anyways, um, so these ladies are walking towards me, and they're both uh, a little bit large uh, black women, um, and both of them had... Each had two plates, and each plate, I swear, was stacked, like, four to five inches high <laughs> in the middle, like this mound of food all over the place. And of course they walked past and as soon as my buddy saw the two plates, he's like, oh my, and like, we both start laughing. He's like, don't they realize that they can go up as much as they want? And I'm like, I think they do. They just like trying to limit the trips that they're taking to get, you know. So, and then after that, they have that like center area where they have the steaks 
and it's kind of weird because they got like uh, glass up and then like little windows where they give you the food. And but then there's a microphone so you can talk to the people cooking the the steaks in the back. And uh, a guy was asking a uh, black gentleman uh, how he wanted his steak done, and uh, he kept saying medium well, medium well, medium well. And and then uh, the guy was pointing at the microphone, and he's like, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, you know, making the international, I can't fucking hear you. Uh, symbol, but the black guy goes over to the microphone and like held it way up close to his face and was like, "Medium well, partner." And it like echoed throughout the whole restaurant. So it was, it was like, and so I had to like literally go back and sit down because I started laughing uh, because of just how he said it and how it echoed. But, uh, yeah. So. I will never touch a chocolate fountain at a uh, any buffet anywhere. Right? Um, Isn't that sketchy? Disgusting and people have had uh, dipped all sorts of weird things. There's in there. no fucking so, way that's okay. Kind of like that right? lady with the latex gloves. I'm I'm not touching. I don't care if people have to wear latex gloves using the chocolate fountain. I'm not even at a wedding. I don't think I would. Chocolate fountains in general. I just no. Even not, in your own kitchen, it's a little sketchy, right? In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. See, that's the wild thing is. People associate Golden Crow with that chocolate fountain. The chocolate fountain thing didn't start until well after I used to be going there, you know, regularly. It was there when I first went to a Golden Crow. Yeah, that's wild. Like, people people I've only, only know twice. the chocolate fountain Golden Crow is a lot of people. I'm a Golden Crow noob. And what that shit, say? that shit was like sometime right around when I was in high school or maybe even after. Wild. I ain't scared. Wild. Put my pineapple slices in that chocolate. <laughs> oh, we had one one addendum. Oh, one follow up. One follow up. Uh, Excuse me. I remember going. It, well, it was an Asian buffet, but uh, I think I'm safe to call it Oriental buffet because literally the name of the place was Oriental buffet. Oh, okay, but if, um, if they called it because that. they'd have crab legs, which is, usually was like a snow crab, I think, something smaller. But it was all you can eat for like fifteen something. And this is like when I was in my 20s, so I was still uh, smoking quite a bit of the ganj, and I'd go with me and two other buddies, and uh, we would destroy a lot of crab legs, and then we would, we, uh, we got it down to where we had a bowl of butter in the middle, and the only rule was no double dipping in the bowl, and then... Uh, after we were there so long, like, the guys, the waiters and everything would try to take stuff away. And they would be like, oh, you done, you know, like, uh, real quiet and trying to be nice about it. But, uh, you know, in the in the back of their mind, they're like, eat the fuck out of my store. <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. Oh, man. That's funny. Killing me. Yes, I had to uh, vote. I had to vote for Hog Story. Podcast Awards. There we go. There's your vote, man. Hagaroonies. Getting it in. Right in there. Right in there. Shonies. I forgot, but the text line reminds me that Shonies was a thing. Shonies. And uh, Golden Corral were the first I remember. Fave growing up had to be a local pizza place called Valentino's Buffet. The kids used to like Pizza Ranch, but it's been years. You know, they just closed down the Pizza Ranch in Liberty, too. They always say that the you go to the pizza ranch for the chicken for sure. You get good fried chicken. Uh the best Sunday brunch buffet. The only time I ever really did a breakfast buffet regularly was after church. We'd used to go to this place called the Dish. 
and they'd serve these deep dish Chicago style pizzas. Fantastic fucking pizza. Uh, and mm. they, I don't even remember. I don't think they had pizza on the buffet. They would just have like you know they had a guy making omelets and then they had regular like breakfast type shit. You know, French toast sticks and uh, sausage links and the you know the usual suspects, trays of bacon. But uh, that was the only really time I fucked a lot with a uh, breakfast buffet. Miss the hell out of that place, though. Good Lord. They only do it in the frozen aisle now. Like, you can get the dish pizzas in the frozen section. It's not even close to the no. same thing. It's not even close to the same thing. First of all, they're probably 40% of the size. Maybe half. Let's be generous and say half. But, God, you could get a massive deep dish pie there. And then they'd crank out the fucking... Uh, grated parmesan on top of that and they'd be like cranking it cranking it be like tell me when and you'd just like pretend to fall asleep on them make them put another block of cheese in there and keep going oh my god something else dude something else entirely but yes that's our that's our feedback thanks everybody for uh, weighing in on the first buffet uh, first time you ever I'm gonna have to think of uh, something that we did what about uh, first time I ever called someone by the wrong name well that's not a bad idea that's not a bad idea. First time you ever called somebody by the wrong name. First time you ever addressed somebody by the wrong name. That'll be next week's first time I ever. I like it. Did you get that from the chat, or did you just come up with it? I just came up with it. I was thinking about it. Not uh, bad. I'm proud of you. And I couldn't sleep the other night. Did you, you call know? somebody the wrong name? I might have. Okay. I, I distinctly remember the first time I ever did that, like oh, right off the bat. So good for you. I... Yeah. That's crazy. It doesn't happen to me often. Usually I have to rack my brain and then kind of come up with like one of the times I did, but I don't really remember yeah. the first time. I gotta uh, see this is. I remember like it was yesterday, the first time I ever called somebody by the wrong name because I felt so stupid <laughs> when I found out. Well, lucky for me, I'm kind of racking a, my brain on this one. That's why I was thinking about it. That's what we call the <laughs> teaser. So much. That's what we call the teaser. Teaser, teaser. Well, hey, there's only one thing left to do. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Let's go bowling. Yeah, you want to roll Dude, some? Dude, I do, I do. Um, So I picked this story up for you because uh, I made you watch Pom Poco last night, mm -hmm. which was great. Thank you for watching Miyazaki movies with me. And even though the kids talk through the whole thing and then progress to screaming through the oh whole thing. Oh, my God. I think I've said shut up to the kids like more times than the rest of my life combined. They just would not <laughs> shut up. I know. I'm like, have a little respect. I know you're two and three, but come it's on. cartoon raccoons. Aren't you interested? They got big balls. They got balls on these <laughs> raccoons, man. I didn't realize Something that. Something else, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta watch that shit. It's important. It is all right? important. Pompoko. So Pompoko was the first time I ever felt like, you know what, man? Fuck Fern Gully. Wow. Yeah. There were some strong feelings. Yeah, because, I mean, it's Pompoko, man. It made Fern Gully look silly. Yeah, it, it did make it look silly, that's for sure. The only thing for, saves Fern Gully is Robin Williams is the bat, and that's, like, pretty funny. He's always great, like, Oh, guy yeah. in there and being like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, he's awesome. But, uh. A Pompoco man. Mm, make you feel. Make you want to go back in the woods. Yeah. Make you want like to plant a, some trees. Like I don't already want that. And then I'm like, oh my God. No, then you're like crying by the end of the movie. And I'm like, because it's I Miyazaki live in the city also. And I want to jump off the roof of the building. 
then you're like, fuck, am I actually a raccoon <laughs> that's forgotten how to transform back? Fuck. No, I'm Sorry, a, well, I'm a roof. Much. I am a roof. Yeah. I know. Well, anyway, so this story, uh, a raccoon. I'm not a shape-shifting uh, Jewish raccoon. <laughs> no, no, no. But this raccoon, uh, he wandered into a Georgia home and couldn't find his way out, so the fire department have to come over and give him a hand. They took a picture of him and then named him Embarrassed Raccoon because he would not move his hand from in front of his eyes. Nice. He was so embarrassed he couldn't find the way out of that house he walked into. Hmm. I just hope that he grabbed some food for his little raccoon family. He was embarrassed because he, he forgot there. how to shape shift. That was the... Oh, shoot. Like, what if that was his house, you know? And like... He just, you know, happened to... Someone came home and didn't even recognize their own pop or whatever. It's like, oh, no, he's a raccoon. No, I'm the owner of this house. I have uh, simply not the energy to transform at this moment. Hmm. Take me away. I'll be back in the morning. He should have told them what I told the kids. Uh. Shut up! (laughs) Thank you, Fletcher. Oh, thanks, Fletcher. (laughs) Be sure to share that one with the kids tomorrow when you want to say it to them. Yeah. Just play the clip instead. <laughs> play him the ISO. Uh, so a university in South Korea has invented a toilet that turns methane into power and digital currency. Oh, so they're making shit coins, huh? Yeah, literal shit coins. Love it. I don't know how to speak Korean, but it's a G-G-O-L. Gagool. <laughs> 10 gagool per yeah. day. A student who poops on this potty will get 10 units of gagool, which can then be used at campus markets for whatever you want. They're uh, good boy points. 10 good boy points per poopy. Yeah, I guess it means honey in Korea, which I was like, hmm, why? But the toilet is named, this is the full name of the toilet, Toilet Like a Bee with a Vision. Toilet Like a Bee with a Vision. It has been shortened to BV, B-E-E-V-I. I just B E E V I. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. B V giving you the shit coins. <laughs> and they say that the average person's poop for a day can power a car for three quarters of a mile. Wow. But they're trying to uh, power all of the campus's electricity and appliances and such with the power of this toilet. They're going to have to be even more full of shit than they already are <laughs> for that to work. <laughs> But good luck. Good luck to you. Get to squeezing them out, kids. Don't shit at home. Save it for school. <laughs> yeah. Shit and get paid in goo-goo. Tend to good boy points. Uh, U.S. researchers have developed a neuroprosthetic device that successfully translated the brainwaves of a paralyzed man into complete sentences. Whoa. Now that's what I call using technology maybe for good. Maybe. Maybe. I, do I really want to know what he's thinking? And does he want to share his thoughts all the time? And is he problem? like, oh, yeah, that was totally accurate? Or was he like, uh. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, oh, the machine tells us we hit it right on the nail. <laughs> it, like, just puts, <laughs> puts the machine on his head. It's like, show me your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I guess that the previous technology they had required uh users to wear a baseball cap with like a long arm a pointer that they could poke letters with and then they upgraded that to where it could sense a letter in your mind so you could spell Mm. things but this obviously is much faster 
Uh, right now they have it at an average like 18 words per minute that the machine can sense. So it's still not moving super fast. It's a little uh, slow. And the median accuracy is 75%. I guess that's all right. 75%. It's, right. it's, right. it's not great. They're working but, on it. Uh, yeah. They're working on it. I think that's interesting tech. A little, uh, <laughs> a little scary. Yeah. Yeah, man. What if you put it in not paralyzed people and all of a sudden my words are showing up on a screen somewhere as I'm thinking them? You don't have, that's the beauty of podcasting is you don't got to read anybody's thoughts. They just fucking spew them out. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> tend to have a filter really. Uh, just, my mind's either quiet or I'm speaking. <laughs> oh, so a rare hundred pound, three and a half foot long moonfish washed ashore on Sunset Beach in Seaside, Oregon last Wednesday, Ooh. right after the show. I'm going to... I heard that fart in the that background. Baby too. can't sneak that one by me. I heard oh, it. Oh, he's right under the mic. <laughs> Perfect. The acoustics in here are ridiculous. That's <laughs> a bowl, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're tooting in the wrong bowl, baby. Go to the toilet already. Um, yeah, so I guess there's not very much known about the moonfish because they live deep in the ocean and are usually found in tropical waters. Hmm. Um, but the aquarium staff managed to get to its body before the birds did, which is kind of amazing. Uh, now they plan to dissect it. See what it's all about. And I guess they're going to have a... One lucky school group join them for the dissection. Nice. Yeah. There's one for the school group. Hell yeah. We're rolling some good ones here. Good work, school kids. Oh, then I got a clip. Okay. I got some clips. I got some clips. Can oh, you yes, play clips. clip one for me? Can when I you play clip one? We're about to find out if I can. On Sunday, Chris Soljak heard something splash into the creek behind his house. As I turned, I just happened to see a tail go into the water. It took 15 minutes before the thing that made the splash got close enough to the surface to make out what it was, an alligator. Wherever it came from, he worried about the risk it posed. That was my biggest concern is uh, if he go keeps going downstream, we got a lot of kids in this subdivision. I didn't want anybody to get hurt. It took three hours, but he and his future son-in-law got it out by using a dog leash on the end of a pole and getting it around the animal's neck. He had his mouth open hissing pretty loud. The alligator weighed about 50 pounds and measured 54 inches long. Damn. The next step was getting rid of it, but that wasn't so easy. We called everybody from Animal Control, Missouri Conservation, 911. <laughs> um, I did, we just kept calling agencies and nobody, they were just stunned. Nobody wanted to come get it till he contacted the Bi-State Wildlife Hotline. A representative came out and retrieved the gator, told them it was a girl and looked pretty well fed. At that point, Soljak remembered he hadn't heard any frogs in the creek lately. Hey, he found a little honey hole here. Has been eating the bullfrog. Yep, he ate them all because there's none in there. Turns Rough. out it is legal to have a pet alligator in Missouri, but once they get eight feet long, the owner is required to notify the local police department about owning a potentially deadly animal. Soljak is a little jumpy about what might turn up next. Just makes you wonder what's in these woods. <laughs> the rescue group returned that alligator to the owner who happens to live in the area. Soljak got a message from him saying that the alligator got out of its enclosure and had been out on the run for about two weeks. Here's another one for Missouri laws. <laughs> you 
can have your gator, all right. Just make sure you let us know when it reaches eight feet. Just when it hits that eight foot, just clip a bit of the tail, man. When it can easily swallow a man whole, that's when you let us know. Just let us know. He got it. He hit a... F- <laughs> hey, Chief, I'm just calling to let you know my gator, Willie. Yeah, he uh, he hit eight feet last night, oh, so... I think he's seven, eleven, three quarters. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, man. <laughs> yeah, just throw it on the smoker. Oh, yeah, that was some good gator. That was a good gator. Smoked some gator, man. Yeah. When Cajun Spices rubbed it all nice. Smoking the gator's the way to go, because I had... Uh, I think it was boiled the time before or something. I don't know how they cooked it, but man, it was chewy, like calamari, mm-hmm. and not as flavorful. But these Cajun spices and the cheese and everything was good. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's close to chicken. I know that's just so dumb cliche. It's like chicken and fro- frog legs a little bit, you know, kind of like that. Mm, yeah. The frogs. Mm-hmm. A bit like that. Bit, so, it's a bit tough, bit chewy. You're right, like calamari in most p- cases. This was slow smoked, so it wasn't as chewy as it usually yeah, is. Yeah, pretty much fell apart in my mouth. All the other times I've had gator, it's been like nuggets, deep fried nuggets. Oh, yeah. So they're a bit kind of chewy a little bit. Got a little ang 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 to them. So, a mark was found on a 500-year-old small wax statue uh, by Michelangelo (laughs) at (laughs) London's Victoria and Albert Museum, and they think it might be his thumbprint. Oh, dang. Thumbs up. Yes. Titled A Slave, Michelangelo was making this sketch model of a young naked figure with an arm thrown across their face. To be part of Pope Julius II's elaborate tomb in Rome. Hmm, nice. It was a uh, one of forty life-size statues planned for the tomb, but uh, that didn't happen because Michelangelo died without oh, finishing them. Bummer. But hey, Sorry, Mike. <laughs> he may have left his thumbprint behind for us to do whatever we can do with that. As long as he became a Ninja Turtle, I think it all worked out in the well, end. Well, we know that's what happened. So. Night, night, Fletcher. Night, night, Fletch. We'll see you Friday, baby. We'll see you Friday! Uh, Animal Control Officers has got a weird call. Uh-oh. An owl that couldn't fly. Oh. Turns out when they went to go pick it up, his claw was clamped between the top and bottom shell of a turtle. What? Yeah. They were stuck together. A turtle and an owl. Is that kind of like when a human gets their arm stuck in a vending machine? I think it's definitely like that. <laughs> Lucky for them both, the uh, animal control officers were able to get them separated without injury. Good work. They're both good to go now. Thank God. Yeah. Maybe that owl won't make that same mistake. Maybe it will. You know? Don't get your claw stuck in a turtle. It's a bad move. Just makes you look less tough as an owl. All the other owls are going to be like, the fuck? You got my second clip? Ooh, clip two. Clip two. Recently, Arnold, the Canada goose, was brought to the animal clinic for surgery for a fractured foot. All of a sudden, we heard this tapping at the clinic door, and we were all pretty shocked when we turned around to see uh, his mate standing there, really agitated, trying to get in. So not only had they been separated for 12 hours at that point, she knew right 
where in the facility he was and where she could go to get a good view of what was going on. This wasn't a quick flyby. She's actually been within honking distance from her mate for three days now. Staff actually moving his treatment closer to the door so she can watch. When they were together, you could tell they just calmed down. They put each other at ease. And truthfully, I think she's going to make his recovery a little easier. The staff at the Wildlife Center all inspired by the commitment of these two lovebirds, proving that standing by your mate through sickness and in health is not limited to humans alone. Arnold will need to stay at the center for a few more weeks until he's stable enough to get around on his own two webbed feet. And once he gets the all clear from doctors, he'll be released back into the wild so that he and his partner can live happily ever after. All right. Visitation rights for geeses. I love it. Yeah. Majestics, Canada's geeses and That's gooses. Right. They're majestics. They are yes. as majestics. She's in hunking distance. You don't fuck with Mother Nature. You don't fuck with that cocksucker. I feel like. It he said honking distance, but yeah. sounded like hunking. Hunking, chunking, humping. Hunkin distance. She was in huh, huh. You ever seen a goose penis? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't I think, think so. so. <laughs> Are you yeah. gay? I don't think so. They're weird. Reckon you need a good ass whipping? I don't think so. Uh, maybe it was ducks. I don't know. There was a group Ducks Unlimited, so it must have been ducks. <laughs> And they like flip the duck upside down and they're like, this is how you sex a duck. You know, you, you, you tell if it's a boy or a girl. And they're like, give it this weird pinch like they're popping a zit between its legs. And then this like worm thing comes out and it's like, it looked like fucking a worm, dude. It was like wriggly. <laughs> now you wriggly. Go. Yep. Just wriggly. like the baby. Tell you, it was dis <laughs> just disturbing. It's weird. One of the weirdest things I've seen. Where did you see this? Uh, these ducks unlimited with the with the Boy Scouts, yeah, uh, with the Boy Scouts. You see a lot of weird shit in the Boy Scouts. I tell you what, I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Oh, you learn my. a you learn a lot. Uh, a Georgia lady didn't have her husband check under the bed for monsters one night. Oh, big it mistake! Turns out there was eighteen snakes. Oh Jesus! Eighteen fucking snakes under oh. the bed. Yeah, I guess it was a mama snake and 17 newly hatched little baby snakes. Oh, isn't that lovely? Lucky for them, they're just garter snakes. So uh, her husband did take care of it and cool. take them down to a creek. Yeah, just get them out. Just get them out. Just get them out. That's cool. Get them out of here. Uh, out, out, out. I just recommend not having an under the bed. Just get a bed that goes all the way down to the floor oh, or, yeah. you know, like our bed has drawers underneath it. So there's like the storage there yeah. so you don't lose out on the space and the shit you could put under the bed. But then you close the drawer and then the drawer is closed. Yeah, it's a know? platform bed with the drawers built in. Under the fucking bed, Very man. nice. That can, be a, that can be a problem. Yeah. That can be a problem. Serious problems for the monsters and the snakes. Uh, Play clip two for me. Clip three. Clip three. Clip three. Better than Clip Louis two. Angelino III works a nine-to-five job but cleans friends' houses for extra money on the side. Based. Once a messy kid, he says cleaning is like therapy now. He showed up at the address of what he thought was his friend Mark's condo in Cherry Hill, South Jersey. Uh -oh. He was told the key was under the mat. And there was a key. Angelino says he turned on music and got to work for two hours and fell in love with the two cats, Mary and Baby. And I get a call from Mark, and Mark's like, hey, like, did you come today? Like, did you clean? I'm in your living room waiting for you to walk in. I'm playing with your cat. He goes, <laughs> uh, man, I don't have a cat. What? 
Beth Mossel's husband, Tom, called her when he got home from work. Why? He said, you won't believe it. Somebody broke in our house and cleaned the entire thing. He said, flipper and all. Comes to find out that I cleaned the wrong apartment and broke in and cleaned somebody's random apartment. You're welcome. Broken Tom and key. I laughed forever about it. He fixed it all up. I mean, details. He, he cleaned up after the cats. He played with the cat. He fed the cats. And he wiped everything spotless. He really is a cleaning fairy. <laughs> I think she called the guy a fairy. What well, the fuck, dude? He is a fairy. He's gay. Gay, gay, gay. Gay's the day is long. And now he's cashing in on the cleaning fairy thing, man. Oh, got yeah. business rolling in. He's the cleaning fairy. Yeah. Wow. Come to your house. Just leave the key under the mat. Wink, wink. Yeah, and their key just happens to be under the mat. Dude, don't ever put a key under your mat. It's a little, no. it's a fucking terrible move. At least get one of those obvious fake rocks if you're going to fucking do that shit. At the very least. Yeah. But Jesus, everybody puts, I mean, if you got a mat, you got a key under the mat. Just like, uh, might as well just come on into my house. I'm sorry, but that's not breaking in. If you pick a key up and you put it in the lock and you walk in the door, that's not breaking in. No, it's just trespassing. You didn't, you didn't break anything. You gotta break something to break in. Not clean it. I mean, You're I'm sure it's a technically a B and E still, but like, uh, come on, come on, man. There's more clever places <laughs> to put your key than under the mat. Oh, I'll just put it under the mat, you know. They'll never guess. Oh my god. Don't ever guess. That's okay. all I got. Those You're are... gonna make some serious uh skrilla walking through neighborhoods just looking under mats, you know? Yeah, you know. Looking a... under mats, meeting cats, bro. Oh. That could be the life for some people. Hey, well the life for us is just hanging in the bowl every week with y'all. That's right. Every hey. token Tuesday. We love it. Thank you for hanging out. We love doing it. We'll do it again next Tuesday. But hey! Join us on Friday, Friday, Friday. We'll be toking it up with Fletcher. Celebrating NetNet's birthday. That's right. It'll be lit, just like love is. But uh, we'll see you then. We'll see you on Friday. And uh, now and then, and always, I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I am Dame DeLorean. And until Friday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Lorian and Spencer. May your bowls burn ever brighter.